GT Channel with Samitani, James McKeon, and Taro Koki. Hey everyone, this is Taro from GT Channel. Before we get started with today's podcast with Art Cervantes from Radwood, I have a short message from our sponsor, Creator Formula. Creator Formula is a social influencer agency for the automotive world. If you're a creator making automotive videos, their formula can transform you into a powerful media brand that drives more income and recognition for you. GT Channel is also a member of Creator Formula. They've helped us optimize our videos and their tools are really, really useful. Help them help you so you can find income, whether it's from advertising, sponsorship, or e-commerce. For creators looking to monetize through their passions, go explore the possibilities at creatorformula.io. Visit them now. And now, Podspeed by GT Channel. Hello, everybody in Carland. We are at number 24 of GT Channel Podspeed. And uh, I didn't think we we're going to make it this far. Uh, did you, uh, Taro? <laughs> we're deep, deep, deep into the pandemic, and we've made it to number 24. That's, that's thought, uh, good news. Yeah, I thought maybe the pandemic would stop us, but it made us only stronger, right, James? That's correct, Sam. In fact, I'm just glad that I've got you and Taro by my side to fight off COVID-19. That's the important thing. Well, virtually off our side. Well, Taro Koki is our pretty much producer of this uh, pod podcast slash livecast. So if you're listening to yes. us on Facebook, yeah, thank you. Uh, and then James McKeown, I think I've got his name right. Uh, no, never, so. never, never. But one day you'll get it right. The only person that can get it right is on this call. And well, he's coming to us from Hollywood, uh, the um, host of No uh, No Breaking Podcast, which our guest today has been a guest of uh, in the past. Correct, James? That is true. Uh, true. The gang from wherever they might be, because I don't want to spoil your surprise introduction for the young man on our top of our screen here. So I'll hand it back the over to you. This young man with a just wonderful beard, which is something I cannot ever grow. Uh, is Art Cervantes from Radwood. And uh, James, since you uh, uh, interviewed him, can you tell us a little bit about Radwood? Just a little bit, so we'll, and then we'll hand it off to Art. Well, I, no, I don't want to spoil it. I think the man that should, who's the man behind Radwood should give the introduction. I mean, I don't want to give a terrible, terrible interpretation of it, but I will just say, the only thing about Radwood that is confirmed by everyone here is if you go to a Radwood event, it's going to be one of the funnest car shows you're ever going to go to. That's one thing I'll say. It's going to be an incredible all-round experience. That's what I'll say about that's, Radwood. That's exactly what I wanted from you, James. So anyways, Art, welcome to the show. Uh, it's great to have you. Hey, Art. Hello. Thanks for having me. Uh, are you in California right now? I am. Yeah, I'm in Northern California. Uh, Silicon Valley is probably the easiest way to put it. I'm between San Francisco and San Jose. <laughs> ah, okay. Where every yeah. uh, house no matter what the size is worth, like $2 million or something, right? I mean, it's a- This is unfortunately true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately that is the case. Well, uh, Art, why don't you go ahead and just tell us uh, a little bit about you and Radwood, and then uh, Taro and James and I will start coming in and just bombarding you with uh, wonderful questions because, you know, uh, the whole the whole Radwood thing, it kind of has to, deals with, our era, you know, I, I thought James was a little too young, but maybe he said he wasn't. So, so go ahead, take it away, Art. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for the intro. And I mean, yeah, I, uh, my name is Art Cervantes. Um, also part of the driving while awesome podcast and, uh, 
evidently uh, Radwood. I'm the uh, CEO and co-founder of that organization. Uh, but my background historically has been sort of in tech and all that, but I've always been a huge car guy. Um, I you know, was kind of born into it, grew up around a shop my whole life. And, um, you know, my first cars were 80s cars, first because they were attainable and, you know, or, and, or, and or 90s cars. Um, at the time, um, the 80s cars were cheaper because we were in the 90s, right? Late 90s, early 2000s. And um, you bought like the coolest 80s cheap car you could get. Um, fortunate for us, you know, at least our generation, um, these cars are analog yet just, you know, modern enough to where they have fuel injection and they start easily and they're, you know, they have some creature comforts, you know, and they're not uh, just dumping gas on your feet or whatever. Like, like James McKeon, he was born in the 1920s. I mean, that was kind of the norm. Um, <laughs> That's exactly that. That's yeah, I, 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 I like, I like our guest already. I <laughs> yeah, and uh, he was, he had, he was the guy who would pump the, the oil pressure in the passenger seat for his driver and stuff like that. I was um, the only one daring enough right. to go and drive with someone else. <laughs> That's right. Uh, and uh, so it's it, that's kind of where my love and passion started for these cars. Obviously, I grew up in the era too, and like seeing you know brand new E30 M3s. And I remember just you know um, a couple days ago, someone was talking about um, BMW M Technique convertibles. You know, and um, those cars have been kind of a niche, weird kind of car that you know people just kind of thought it's a body kit, whatever. And in recent months, even not even in the last year, I'd say they've become pretty popular and actually are being appreciated now. And I remember. Um, you know, seeing one of those for the first time, uh, a family friend had one, uh, and it was a black one uh, that it, that he bought to complement his E30 M3. And like seeing that for the first time and sitting in it, I still remember the M Rain fabric or the M Tech fabric interior, like just such a cool car, right? Um, and um, so that I was very impressionable at that time. And then of course the early cars were of the era, and so that has always stuck with me. And uh, you know, I've been involved in kind of like some marketing, like motorsport type stuff over the years. Um, as a matter of fact, I don't know if Taro remembers because um, we I've known Taro for about 10 years now, but I don't know if he remembers the first time we met. It's kind of things kind of, you know, fade when you see each other so much in, in this Yeah, you were at uh, GoPro industry. when we first met. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So I, I was actually at the GoPro booth and I think uh, Taro was like uh, recording a, a piece uh, about something and we had the Pikes Peak race car there um, that had just broken the world record in 2011 um and uh and so i was in charge of that project um i spearheaded that whole thing so i was by the car and like i, I think you interviewed me right yeah <laughs> we, we talked about the car um and uh so yeah i've, I've been involved with in cars pretty much my whole life uh big gearhead and so um the podcast came first uh, i got involved with um, a guy brian mcqueen who also worked at gopro with us and um and so they're all from the area and uh we decided, you know, let's talk about cool car stuff that you would normally do in your backyard with your friends drinking over beers. And that sort of snowballed into something bigger and building community and driving events. And and, and uh, sort of our focus was 80s and 90s cars still, right? Because they're attainable. They're that balance too of, of modernity and analogness that we like um, is, is, is really where that whole thing kind of focused uh, because we like, um, things that are kind of lightweight, not super powerful, that are, that handle well, blah, 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 blah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I can tell you sort of how Radwood came out of that now, or if you have any questions, <laughs> I can stop now. But I'll have a oh, you're on a roll, man. Keep going. I want to hear how Radwood started. Yeah, so out. how did that happen? How did Radwood happen? I want to hear. Yeah, yeah. So, so at, at, with the guys at the podcast, you know, we had talked about uh, putting on some kind of a hill climb event that was 
relevant to our generation, right? And um, doing some kind of event around that. And, uh, you know, the dream has always been uh, Hearst Castle. Are you guys familiar with that place? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, you know, the, the driveway that goes up Hearst Castle uh, is, is a pretty epic drive. And so our dream is like, all right, we do our own kind of Goodwood style event, but we do a hill climb up to Hearst Castle, you know, and then we display <laughs> the cars at the top. And we incorporate like vintage trains and, you know, and old school boats up at, down at the dock and like all sort of stuff. Uh, but, um, but, you know, that was just kind of a, you know, a joke that we had, you know, that our dream scenario we would do that. And then um, we put on uh, our first kind of multi-day driving event, a, a road rally, right? It's called, it was called the Coastal Range Rally. And uh, originally the focus was for 80s and 90s cars because we didn't have a place to drive our cars. Like all of the rallies out there are either vintage cars, like pre-1975, which I call a metal bumper classic. Mm-hmm. And then you have your modern supercar stuff, right? And yeah. there's there wasn't anything in between it. We're like, Hey, we have, you know, I had a 993, we had an E30 amongst us, 944, you know, E36 M3. And it's like, we should definitely like put something on for, you know, not only our generation, but people who are interested in these cars, right? Because there's definitely a, a fan base and a community around all these cars. Yeah. Um, and so uh, we, we, you know, we, we, we all have some event background and, you know, we, we all know roads in the area and we have a lot of driving experience. So we're like, let's just go for it. And um, we, marketed it through the podcast. It was very successful. Uh, and, um, that was five years ago now, four or five years ago now. And since then we've done, you know, a couple of these events a year and, and they've become kind of like a destination for people from all over the country. And, uh, you know, we, it's, it's, uh, the best kind of curated, uh, curated roads in, in Northern California, mostly some Southern California roads, um, close up to the Oregon border. Um, and, um, and so we, we do, you know, obviously food and, you know, good, you know, Vista points and gathering points. And it's, it's a big social event, big networking event for people. Uh, and it's a lot of automotive journalists, you know, people from the industry, uh, racers, shop owners, and of course, enthusiasts and, 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 and kind of fans of our podcast and stuff that join us. Um, and so from that, we're like, okay, we like to drive our cars. Like, how about like celebrating them somewhere, right? And so got kind of threw around that idea and uh, talked to a few friends of ours and uh, who you know, also had similar ideas. And uh, from that, we're like, you know, let, let's just go for it. Let's give it a shot, right? Let's put on our own version of Goodwood Revival, basically, and like, you know, do the period correct dress, period correct music, period mm-hmm. correct cars, um, to really celebrate the era and the lifestyle beyond the cars and to make it more entertaining. And, um, you know, one of the guys on the podcast, uh, Warren, he, he kind of made the term Radwood from, you know, Goodwood and Rad and just kind of portmanteaued that whole thing. And it's, it's, you know, it makes sense, right? It's, it's yeah, use a, great, a, great relevant, yeah. a re- relevant word of the era and everything. And, you know, we were all throwing around ideas and, um, and that was, that was the one that stuck and uh, it was definitely a good one. Um, so we put on our first event uh, in 2017 up here in, in San Francisco. Uh, and I just booked like a, a marina, basically a parking lot. And one thing that we we're really keen on doing is ensuring that we had a cool environment, right? And I'm, I'm, I'm really kind of focused on ensuring that we build a cool ambiance around the cars, a really cool experience, not only for the people there, right? Um, because uh, just like Lufka Colt does, right? Like it's, mm-hmm. you know, you, it's, a, it's cool to see things staged in certain ways yeah. and, and, you know, all that, but also to make it as, as Instagrammable as possible, right? You want it to be very photogenic and you want people to share the content and make great content out of this. So, um, so there we had uh, sort of part of the San Francisco skyline in the background. We had the San Francisco Bay and then a very early 90s IBM building behind us. So 
it was just kind of like the perfect, perfect. atmosphere. And, um, um, and so, yeah, it, it, it went well, you know, we actually, it's kind of crazy because um, we didn't really market it at all. Like it was just, it was kind of a litmus test, you know, we threw out a, uh, you know, a couple, a couple things on Instagram. And then we, uh, we mentioned it on our podcast and said, you know, we're going to have a boom box on a car. We're going to put eighties, nineties beats on, bring your eighties and nineties cars and make sure you dress up. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was it. And then uh, the day of, we didn't know if we we're going to have 10 cars or, you know, 50. And we ended up with about 150 and we had about 500 people show up and we're like, Whoa, okay. There's definitely something here. Right. And yeah. we definitely struck a chord here with, with people of this era generation ultimately. And so, um, you know, it was, it was an awesome event. And then, uh, one of our buddies who's a photographer did a ph- phenomenal job capturing the event. And, mm-hmm. uh, we posted it on our website on drivingwellawesome.com. And, um, I had been talking to, uh, Patrick George at Jalopnik at the time, um, about covering the event, but he was, you know, super busy. And at the time it was like, okay, well, is it something even worth flying out to? Like, I don't have anyone out there right now. And Andrew's down in SoCal, like, um, but you know, after, after he saw the shoot and he saw what it was, he, he featured it on Jalopnik. And then from there, we got a ton of publicity and it kind of snowballed, and, you know, and all that. And so, um, we decided to put on another event, a little more professionally, a little more comprehensive with proper food and, you know, uh, and, 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 and all that kind of stuff and, and, uh, more entertainment. And that was our, uh, event in 2017 in, uh, Orange County. Uh, mm-hmm. in that event, we had about 400 cars it was like 380 ish. And then, you know, some came and went. And uh, we invited a, lo- a lot of the media out and uh, got a ton of coverage there. Uh, we're on the cover of Auto Week. And uh, we had about something like 2,500 people or somewhere, something like that uh, show up. And uh, we had a BMX exhibition, of course, live DJ. Uh, and we brought out uh, Martin Aparillo, who was actually the star in the movie Rad, uh, that, that, you know, the BMX uh, freestyle movie from uh-huh. the 80s. Uh, and so we had him come out and then a couple other guys do some BMX tricks and stuff. And yeah, just, you know, encourage people to break dance and all that. And we, <laughs> of course we have awards and, and one of the, one of the awards is, is Rad is Dressed. And, um, I think it was Lynn Woodward who won Rad is Dressed from, uh, who's Lynn with now? Is she with, uh, I don't know if she's yeah. with, she with KBB she with, or? I think she with KBB. Yeah. Yeah. And so she won Rad is Dressed as, uh, I think it was like a Madonna or Cindy Lauper. Like, you know, she was all decked out. <laughs> So it just kind of goes to show, you know, people really went all out and like got in the spirit of the show. We had a Richard Chen um, famously flew down from, he's, he's an interesting guy. He's, he's, he's from Japan and he, but he goes all in. Um, He always dresses up to the nines and he flew out, rented a Volkswagen Cabriolet, a white on white one, but flew out from, from the San Francisco Bay area to, to LA with a briefcase, like a, a stainless steel briefcase uh, with like a pelican case cut out of fake cocaine and um, a stack of hundred dollar bills and a, and an old Motorola you know uh, brick phone yeah and uh, and that's all he took and 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 he went through security and they tested everything and it was kind of a big deal and he got a lot, he was on several news sites because of it um, it worked out great and we got a lot of publicity out of it but um and uh, he went for the day you know kind of hung out and partied with us and then flew back the same day. Like that's, that's how big of a deal it was to him to participate in something like this, that it was so <laughs> relevant and important. And um, so it's, it's, people are pretty passionate about it. And from then, you know, obviously we've had a lot of events um, um, all over the country. We have had one international show. We had one at, at, uh, the Go- at Goodwood, uh, our namesake uh, in the UK. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's been a wild ride. <laughs> you have the, uh, the uh, Back to the Future folks too, right? That show up. 
all the time. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Anything, I mean, it's, it's pretty wild. You know, there's anything that's relevant um, uh, of the era. We've, we, we definitely have the back to the future folks. We've had uh, um, Jurassic park trucks, like a lot of movie cars come out, uh, real ones. Um, one, this is kind of an interesting one. We had the original VW bus from uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, but of course it's a you know it's an old '60s bus. The Spicoli van. Yeah, it's Spicoli's van exactly. Yeah. And it was the Spicoli's van was there it, with with all the yeah. you know accessories and everything, all the little gadgetry and memorabilia mm -hmm. that he had in the movie. And uh, it's obviously not an '80s or '90s car, but it's definitely of the era, right? Mm -hmm. It's very yeah. it's something that was celebrated then, and it's it's important. So. So we, um, but yeah, we, we do have some exceptions like that, uh, but um, in this case, it being, you know, something super cool um, where um, it, it's, uh, you know, a, a kind of a pop icon. Pop yeah, icon. yeah, that's awesome. So what, what is, uh, I guess you get this asked all the time, but like, what's the criteria uh, in getting your car in the show? Yeah, so, you know, that's, that's a great question. And it kind of ties in with to what I'm saying now is that um, Radwood, you know, we're, we're, pretty inclusive uh, especially compared to a lot of shows where you know they're very strict about you know the condition of the car and all this kind of stuff and we we want it all and um it just has to be an 80s or 90s car like it's pretty straight up like we've had mm -hmm. i mean if you scroll back up there you'll see you know i mean obviously there's some cool weird obscure cars here but look at that celica right there like it's just an old celica with a with a bra you know with a leather bra i think it was a little bit lower um sorry you're scrolling through instagram right now for the folks who are listening um, but um, I see that like silver Celica, like that would be in, oh, yeah, you know, because, yeah. and, and, you know, the reason being is that of course it's of the era and everything, but someone, the fact that someone brought that to a car show and someone treasures it is super cool, you know, and it's, <laughs> it's, it's usually a younger kid or someone who it's like their first car and they, they're, they're so excited to have a place where they feel, you know, uh, included and, and, and welcome and all that kind of stuff. And, and we've had car, a lot of cars like this. We've had like, you know, super stock silver toyota camrys from 1993 you know and it's mm -hmm. fine like that's yeah. it's totally fine and but that we do have areas uh that are that are a little more uh curated and and and, and require kind of something more interesting or special and, and that's our radwood royalty section okay. so we created a, a space where we, we we curate see like all a lot of these cars on the lawn that you're seeing would be radwood royalty so the, those cars uh we typically display in an area that's a little more kind of premium parking and we create sort of a display around them right so mm -hmm. they're not just parked in a parking spot in a grid like you would at cars and coffee they're in a separate area where they have you know where, where they get cool backdrops and there's more space around them and um, you know we, i'll put like contemporary rivals together or uh, create kind of a cool you know scene with as you see here with like off-road trucks or whatever and it's it's kind of creating another sort of event within the event it's a different kind of area that has a different vibe and makes for really great photography and everything. And so for that, you know, hold right there with this Daihatsu real quick. Um, for that, um, yes, it's, it's Radwood royalty, right? We, we've had everything from Bugatti EB110s to, you know, vectors and everything in between in that space. But that Daihatsu charade, it would probably be in Radwood royalty because it's an absolutely perfect Daihatsu charade. You never, <laughs> ever see that, right? So mm -hmm. so that's, that's Radwood royalty. We, as a matter of fact, um, this guy we know, Danny George, used to drift. Um, he brought yeah. out his absolutely perfect Suzuki Swift to uh -huh. Radwood SoCal last year. Mm -hmm. And he was parked, I parked him next to like a super cool 
R5 Renault Turbo, right? Like, and that's a, and, and like those, it was like a little hatch scene, but it's like, and yeah. people were stoked on it. As a matter of fact, like Larry Chen, like, you know, he came out and covered the event and he featured the Suzuki Swift as one yeah. of his like 10 cars of I the saw entire that. show. Yeah, I saw that. Because he was so stoked on it. Because it, it's just, you know, you, so when you see stuff like that, right? And mm -hmm. we love that kind of stuff. I mean, the, the quirkier, the weirder, it, the better, right? Of yeah. course. Um, but um, it's just, it, it, the main thing is, is, is really all about having fun, right? That we want to have a good time. Like, you know, it's hard to take yourself seriously out there when you're wearing a, a pink neon pink suit with like crazy hair or whatever, you know, it's, it's just, mm -hmm. we're all having a great time out there. You know, we've heard cosplay a lot and all that. I mean, some of it is that, but it's, it's really just, it's all about putting a smile on people's faces and, and we love that people get so into it, you know, the, the, the crazier, the better. Yeah, no, that's great. Um, I, I saw right there, the, the, do you say VRAD or VRAD or how, how are you saying the, the, these virtual events that you've, you've started? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So we started, we started out uh, doing virtual events, um, you know, in, in COVID times, right. We, we, we kind of sort of one of the first in the, in, in the industry to really kick off a virtual experience. And, you know, we obviously can't hold in-person events. Uh, our events average, you know, several thousand people. So it's, it's something that can't be done now. So we decided, okay, how do we create a cool experience online and, and what do we call it? We came up with, you know, well, you have virtual Radwood, Radwood, right? <laughs> um, and uh, that's what that is. It's, it's really uh, an opportunity for people to share their cars through a hashtag and, um, you know, the hashtag Bradwood in this case for the first one. And, um, you know, we included a popular vote. So we allowed people to kind of engage with us and, and interact and select who they wanted um, you know, to win each category. And we only chose Radist and Show, but the rest of the categories, you know, Radist Truck, Radist Import, Radist Domestic. We had Radist Accessory, Radist Dress. Um, all of these are actually um, chosen by, by our community. And uh, they win really cool prizes, everything from set of Michelin tires to, you know, Haggerty HDC memberships. And um, we had uh, like, you know, all, all, sorts of, all sorts of cool prizes from a bunch of our uh, sponsors. Um, mm -hmm. And of course, a Rad swag kit from us mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> and most and most importantly the uh, you know what i actually should have grabbed it i have one trophy in the garage we have our agro crag kind of old school uh nickelodeon inspired um mm -hmm. uh awards and uh they're actually like this crazy like laser cut steel thing but mm -hmm. um yeah so it's, it's just a way for people to, to continue having fun with their cars and, and and sharing their cars out there uh and then we incorporate a conversation, right? For this first event, it was all about the cars. And then mm -hmm. um, for our second event, um, Radwood 2, we, we, we actually had some of our partners and people in the industry um, kind of come on, come on live with us uh, after the event. And uh, we basically talked about what we were seeing out there and uh, um, you know all that. And so the whole thing is, is really kind of trying to commit a day where you actually have an event like let's let's you have a Bradwood on a mm -hmm. Saturday for example as you mm -hmm. would normally right mm -hmm. you would go to a, a venue and hang out with people and so we, we've created a, a way to do that through different conversations with people throughout the day um you know, we have different interviews and um and that sort of thing but um yeah and that's the, that's and what the, and the sponsors have have uh are reacting positive to the virtual uh, version of your events as well yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, they, I mean, it, it's, it's definitely helpful that, you know, I'm sure you're aware that a lot of people had budget to do stuff in person, right? So mm -hmm. that's no longer being used. So, yeah. um, the, but the fact of the matter is that, you know, we do have a really good following and, and we, we, you know, we have a very engaged community of people that love to interact with us. And so, um, 
that that's an opportunity for our partners to not only, you know, of course, promote their products uh, in whatever their, you know, their companies, but also an opportunity to, to, to talk about themselves and, and, and really also discuss what we're seeing out there, right, as the cars are coming in, as these hashtags being, you know, as, as we analyze these hashtags and seeing all the cool stuff. And, and so it's, it's really an opportunity for people to uh, share about uh, what their company's about, but also about themselves as, as a car person. Yeah, um, so, yeah. Well, your sponsors and well, your partners are very like relevant, you know, uh, partners anyway. They're not just, you know, just out of the blue folks. They're really, uh, you know, brands that want to want to engage in part of it. It's, they're part of kind of the scene. So um, exactly. I think, yeah. I think it's great for them. Yeah. Yeah. Th there's there's some other stuff up our sleeve, you know, that um, I'm working on more lifestyle brands. So mm -hmm. uh, like a Vans or a Reebok or you know, stuff like that. Um, you know, of course, Hot Wheels is, is out in the forefront right now doing cool, innovative stuff online. And, um, you know, we're talking to them. And so it, it's definitely, um, um, you know, helpful to work with people who are, you know, innovative and want to be part of like the next thing. And, 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 and they're, they, they also inject, you know, their own creativity, which mm -hmm. is helpful too, you know, as we have these discussions. And, and we, from that, you're going to see some stuff coming here in the near future that are actually dedicated events for our partners, right? So we can have something like a Acura week or something, right? Where mm -hmm. we focus on Acura and, and we talk about their, their heritage uh, in this era and in the DNA that is now in the cars that you see now. And, um, you know, talk maybe with some of the designers that um, design some of the iconic cars, you know, like the NSX or uh, yeah. the legend or you know, things like that. So, yeah, it's, it's cool to, to, right now people want to be entertained more than anything, right? So yeah. um, this is an easy, an easy platform for us to, to, to do that. You need to get an official hairspray partner. <laughs> That's a good call. Yeah. Aquanet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what was it back then? I forgot, but. <laughs> Not only that, he needs a, 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 what is it? Something like a brute or high karate or someone else to bring into the mix there. There you go, like uh, Jovan, what was it, Musk, something? Yes. Or Musk, Calvin, Musk. Oh, yeah, yeah, or Calvin Klein, right? Calvin Klein yeah. B. Yeah, <laughs> there you go, there you go. Hey, so Art, um, before you started this, uh, the started Radwood, did any of you guys have any experience at all in putting on a car show or uh, anything like this? Um, well, with, with Driving Well Awesome, we did put on the rallies, um, and, you know, and we do also kind of head up the cars and coffee up here, but before that even, um, so, kind of, uh, just because, um, as I mentioned, you know, especially at GoPro, I, I did get a lot of freedom to really pursue the motorsport and the automotive uh, uh, vertical, mm -hmm. and, you know, me being a car guy, and, you know, the, 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 the co-founder, uh, you know, the CEO, Nick Woodman, is also a car guy, uh, and so, basically I, I got a lot of leeway there to, to pursue that and to be flexible and creative and part of that involved uh putting on events and things like that um but even before that uh i used to organize kind of local car meets and stuff uh you know back in the honda days <laughs> and uh so not that i had experience then i just did it you know it was just like all right like what do people want to do they want to drive on cool roads and and hang out so i put together a little route and we would meet at a big parking lot near the beach and have a barbecue and so i've, I've always been passionate about building kind of community and and, and 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 kind of enthusiasm around cars and car culture uh but um each of us individually um you know like lane all the way in the left 
there in that picture that you're looking at there, uh, Lane Skelton, he, ca he came from uh, a marketing background in the automotive space. Uh, he worked with a carbon fiber company. So he was working with events and at events a lot. Uh, Warren, who's next to him there over to the right, um, he works, um, historically, he's been sort of a shop manager. He didn't necessarily have event experience, but a lot of operational experience that was very helpful for us as an organization and has mm -hmm. been. And then the other guy there is me. <laughs> and then uh, and then Brian McQueen all the way to the right. Um, he he actually um, doesn't have event experience, but it's kind of funny. He he actually has had a lot of motorsport experience and you know that all kind of ties into everything really, right? Mm -hmm. So being in the, in the, in the community and um, so it's, it's kind of been great to have people that have their own sort of strengths in different uh, areas. And, you know, there's a couple, a couple more folks here that are pivotal to the organization uh, that are not part of Driving Well Awesome, which is what you're looking at here. Uh, like Rick Deacon, um, he's, uh, you know, a car guy, did a podcast thing, but also he, he has a tech and security background. So that, and, and finance and all that. So all of those things help, right? And then, mm -hmm. uh, and then, uh, uh, Brad Brownell, who now writes for Jalopnik, uh, he's been in the automotive scene for a little while now, and he's, you know, so that helps on the media side of things with those connections and things like that. So you don't put DWA on the Radwood uh, uh, site or anything like that. Are you uh, purposely keeping them separate or are they? Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's, it's, it's kind of a weird thing, but yeah, the, the, technically Driving Well Awesome and Radwood are two separate companies. Uh, and, um, you know, there's three of us on Driving Well Awesome that are part of Radwood. And so one of them isn't, <laughs> one of us isn't. So that is why they're, they're separate. Uh, it's kind of, you know, did he, uh, did he, did he insult one of you guys? What, what's the deal? Yeah, he did insult me once. Yeah. Cause that, uh, my beard was getting too gray and, and I didn't appreciate uh, his commentary on my graying beard. Um, oh, okay. but, uh, yeah, but yeah, it's, isn't it's that separate, another potential yeah. sponsor for you then? Aren't just for men? You could go in with them as well in a collaboration. That's a good call. Yeah, yeah. So um, you know, it, it is kind of a funny thing um, because we have quite a bit of freedom to promote Radwood as a separate organization and like <laughs> uh, and tap into a whole other group of people. But but yeah, it's it is something that we've considered and we've discussed, and I think in the future that that may change. Uh, it. it you know, because it is it is a, an important kind of asset and part of everything that we do. Um, but but as of now, yeah, it's still a separate organization. And the rally part is part of Driving Well Awesome, correct? DWA. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. But the rallies, I guess I, one thing I didn't clarify is that it did start as an 80s and 90s thing, but um, over time we've started to include more more people and more or more cars rather, more different types of cars in different eras. Uh, it's still, you know, if you look at a, a bell curve, you know, uh, the core of them are going to be 80s and 90s cars, but we have some modern cars and some old, older cars. Um, for us, the most important thing is that it's, it's good people. And also we have, we say that it's a car that has sense of occasion, right? It's something that's interesting that you take out to enjoy it. And, and also some, a conversation starter, you know, something that people want to see, right? Like out there, uh, because, you know, we know that a new GTI is a fantastic car and it drives great and it's, and it can be fun, but it's not the most exciting thing out there to, to have as a group of moving kind of a moving car show, if you will. Right. Uh, but, um, but yeah, we, we have everything from, you know, GT3 RSs to, uh, no kidding, uh, you know, Chevy Sprint Turbo or something, you know, in the mix. So um, it, we, we, like Radwood, we appreciate the interesting and the fun and the quirky. Uh, and especially, you know, because again, it, it creates for a cool experience. And those types of people are always more fun, right? <laughs> Absolutely.
there's some really cool cars back from the uh, 80s and 90s that I remember. Uh, I don't know if I've seen any on your record site, but like, the, remember the Cyclone and the... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. You guys had that? Had, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we've had, we've had, awesome. we've had both, we've had both Typhoons and Cyclones. Typhoon and Cyclone? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, we've had, we've had... Uh, I remember test driving that. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, yeah, when awesome. I was, yeah, when I was a road and track, I drove, you know, I got to drive a lot of those cars from... Yeah, uh, uh, I started in ninety awesome. there, so yeah, I started in nineteen ninety. So yeah, yeah, that's yeah. fantastic. Oh yeah, you got so that right there that we have highlighted or that um, someone pulled up. Uh, that is the the Viper concept. Concept. It looks that like the concept. concept. Yeah, that was yeah, on yeah. Cover. yeah, yeah. It, and it's it's so awesome to see how close they got with the production car too. You know, I mean the the the, the obviously the super rake windshield didn't make it, and then um, I don't know if there's a side profile photo there, but. Uh, these had kind of headers that stuck out from behind the fender. It was like this really cool, you can kind of see the, the, the exhaust manifold through it. And of course that's not very safe, but um, you know, little details like that, they, they really nailed it with the, uh, with the Dodge Viper concept. It was such a cool car, uh, but we've had cars like that. We've had, um, there, there's a really kind of obscure, but very culty movie called The Wraith from the eighties with Charlie Sheen and, uh, it was a, a street racing movie, uh, but it was like sci-fi, and there was an alien that came and drove this car. So, so that car, that is, car right? was at, yeah, was at Radwood, Detroit. So that car oh, wow. was about about ten feet away from that Viper concept that you just showed. Um, Who owned and, that uh, car? The Wraith car. Uh, it's owned by Dodge. Oh, oh they yeah. still so, own it. Okay, so they, they still own it. Cars. They own both cars. Yeah, oh, yeah. So, um, yeah. So the, the the race car is pretty interesting. It's it's a uh, it was actually a pace car for an indie race, um, but uh, it's it's a totally one off bespoke thing. But it has um, the it has a four cylinder, uh, basically a Dodge. You know, uh, what, what was it a two point four that they had and everything then, or a two point two? I can't remember. Two point two. Something like two point two, right? They came in like a LeBaron Turbo or something, right? Yeah, twin but, turbo. Uh, it, yeah, so it was a fully built uh, twin turbo version of that with a Cosworth head, I think, or something like that. Um, and it made decent power, and um, it was pretty functional, but uh, but really bizarre car, and um, just definitely a showstopper, right? So we have really cool stuff like that. In addition to, of course, people bring out you should cars. you should have invited Charlie Sheen to come out. I know, right? Yeah, <laughs> maybe he would have right now, right? If he's dead. Um, yeah, we've seen some celebrities at our events. I mean, in, in Orange County, the last event we had, uh, we, we had um, uh, John Malkovich came out, and I, oh, I didn't know you're he was kidding. A, yeah, I didn't know he was a car guy, and apparently he totally is. And you know, oh wow! He? Out. Oh my God! He was just uh, in the Starfleet or whatever. Yeah, right. Star Force. Star Force. Right, yeah. right. Star Force. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, the, the, and a lot of those folks, you know, come out and are pretty low key, and you know, they just kind of, you know, they just hang out, and everyone's cool with that, you know. But I mean. I definitely have considered reaching out to some folks. Uh, that's a, a, a that, that skateboarder there is he's he's pretty legendary. That's Sal Barbier. He's like oh yeah, arguably, Sal Barbier. Yeah, he's like arguably the best street skater ever. Yeah. Uh, and so he's obviously of the era and super cool dude. And um, I met him at an event and you know a he's, while he's back. A car, and, he's a car dude, right? Yeah, he's yeah. Been, As a matter yeah. of fact, he's got a. I think he's got a cyclone. A cyclone. Does he have a cyclone? Oh no, he's got a lightning. He's got a Ford Lightning. Oh, oh yeah, um, that's right. Yeah, he, he's got a Ford Lightning, and he has a Fox body that is all like uh, salined out. 
Um, mm. It's not an actual saline, but he built a saline out of it. Uh, so yeah, he's a total 80s and 90s car guy. Uh, and he's like super legit too. Like he wrenches on all his own stuff and mm-hmm. um, he knows his stuff. He, he, really cool guy. I met him at a Michelin event and I was like, Sal was at a Michelin event? What is this about? Mm-hmm. And uh, it turns out he's a total car dude. And it, was, it was pretty rad. But, uh, but yeah, he's, he's become a good friend of ours. And this has now become a pretty iconic shot. Um, mm-hmm. and we're really pumping Overcrest podcast right now. They should be stoked. Uh, but uh, <laughs> this is a, a pretty iconic photo now that um, has been kind of making the rounds on the web and everything. And uh, we wanted to recreate kind of that spirit of the 80s and 90s where they used to do this kind of thing, right? Where the mm-hmm. jumping cars was kind of a, a classic move back then. Hey, I got a really quick question here, Art, is when sure. uh, the COVID, uh, this whole thing is done, you know, let's say things get back to normal in 2021, God willing. Um, are your uh, your uh, the Radwood shows? Are they always set at the same locations? That you know, is there a set schedule and a set ven- a set venue, or are they going to be random all the time? That's a great question. Uh, ideally, we want to find venues that we could go back to. Uh, you know, and uh, it's just it's it's every time we have an event at a different place, we we find out we discover new things, right? And it's like, okay, well, maybe we could do this better, and so we have to find seek out another another location. There are some locations that we will we will reuse uh, for sure. Like uh, Philadelphia, for example, the Navy Yard is a phenomenal venue for us. It's it's a it's an old World War II yard, but it looks it, it's very reminiscent of like the Back to the Future clock towers, like that vibe. You know, like it, it's it's a uh, it's got a really kind of 80s vibe to it, um, and it's all brick and it's beautiful. But great backdrops uh, right on the water. Um, you know. The Detroit venue is pretty solid, but they're building something else there, so we might have to move somewhere else. Um, and so that we, we have to – what ends up happening is we either outgrow the venue. Like Austin, we did it two years in a row. Absolutely love the location. It's been great. We can fit you know thousands of people, lots of parking. I think we may have hit capacity this year um, mm-hmm. in February when we had the event there before COVID. Uh, so we are kind of on the fence right now, whether or not we go back and it's unfortunate. I mean, I would love to keep it more consistent. So it's, you know, it, people kind of, you know, it's almost like becomes sort of a yeah, market on your calendar kind of a thing. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But, but, um, but now it's, you know, it, it's, it's complicated when you're dealing with so many people and so many cars, we average about seven, like five to 700 cars, depending on the venue. That's a lot. Um, and, uh, and so, that's the thing, right? It's like, we've discussed scaling it back and maybe allowing 300 so that we could then commit to something, but it's, it's challenging, right? You want, that's, that's in Detroit there. That yeah. You want it bigger. Yeah. What about SoCal? So SoCal, so that, that's see again, um, the orange County venue that we chose last year, um, it was awesome, but it did have some major limitations. And, and one thing that I've met, it's, it's obvious, right? You'd think, but one thing that I learned is, you have got to have a covered space if you have any potential for rain, right? And like, if it's later in the year, even if it's LA in December, that's what happened to us, you know? And it was pretty, pretty, pretty brutal. And uh, it was all grass and um, that was a big challenge, right? So um, for all of our flagship events, even if they're in the summer, like I want to do them in a, have at least half a covered space so that people have a place to go if it does rain. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, that was the thing with LA. We love the venue. It was a great, great location, very photogenic. We could fit a ton of people, but um, that, that, that's kind of a, a big problem. So um, we're looking at, at a couple of different locations and we were already in talks with one of our major sponsors uh, to actually book a location that is mostly indoors and then it has some outdoor location. There's that header shot. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, look at that. Wow. 
Wow. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so it is, it is unfortunately kind of changing, but um, you know, we do have some locations that we will reuse. Mm, okay. How many, uh, how many uh, shows do you guys aim for per year? So historically, we've done about yeah, 10 to, yeah, 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 historic, yeah, historically, we've done about 10 to 12, but we want to scale it back a little bit. We want to do more quality over quantity and, and, and maybe really have the events be bigger, but more lifestyle centric. So uh, the cars mm -hmm. will remain the platform and that's what people will mostly come to see, but adding more, um, more music and more entertainment uh, mm -hmm. so that it, it's more appealing to a wider group of people. So uh, we already have a lot of people who, I mean, like, like as a matter of fact, like my, my wife's uh, coworkers like wanted to go to Radwood and SoCal because they want to dress up and listen to eighties and nineties music. They don't care <laughs> about cars at all, you know, like, but, but that's fine. You know, like, and it's interesting to see also how people that are not car people still interact with the cars and they are so stoked on them because everybody has a story and a connection to something, right? Even if it's not a fancy car, like, you know, it could be a, you know, this is kind of cliche now, I always use this one, but it could be an, an 85 Toyota Tercel 4x4 with a plaid interior, right? It's like grandma's car <laughs> that they drove up to the mountain and like they remember riding in that car as a kid. And like, so there's that, and people will love it and take pictures with it. And it's, and that's what it's all about, that tapping into that nostalgia, right? So, mm -hmm. um, so yeah, in a nutshell though, the, the idea is to, to really scale it down a little bit, possibly eight events a year um, and focus on larger regional areas. So, you know, you could, if you hit, you know, somewhere like LA, Orange County, you're going to capture that whole kind of SoCal space. Mm -hmm. San Francisco, obviously, Pacific Northwest, Seattle, uh, Philadelphia, and something central like Detroit, and then something like maybe in Austin, where you get the, North, the Midwest and the South. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, maybe squeeze in a couple more as opportunities arise. You know, a lot of folks are reaching out with uh, uh, trying to do something in the motorsport world. Uh, mm -hmm. And, you know, we're open to that. Uh, and there, we have discussions going, you know, with, with folks about that as well. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that, that's what we're thinking. So, Art, can you give me your top, maybe let's go top five uh, cars from the 80s, 90s? Uh, oh, your personal oh, ones, not the ones you've okay. seen at Radward. I want to hear your personal. And uh, it'd be nice to uh, hear the ones you, maybe you, you loved when you were growing up, you know, when you were a teenager, you go, sure. oh, that's the yeah. one. And, uh, and sure. it still are your car. So go ahead. Yeah. Let's go. I don't know if you have them numbered already, but you can start from five and up to one. Well, you know, I mean, one thing that I can tell or can tell you now, and it's, it's probably evident and, and Taro knows this, I'm a very verbose person. So I can, I can talk all day and I, I can give you top five when I was a kid and top five now. <laughs> let's do that then. Let's go top five um, when you were a kid. And, yeah. And maybe there's overlap. Um, top five kid, before your first girlfriend. <laughs> top five before my first girlfriend. Okay, so that was that was three. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, you are, you are an early bloomer, my man. Fast mover. <laughs> no, no, um, so um, my favorite car growing up as a kid was was always the F40, and still is the F40. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it, it's kind of I know it's kind of cliche, and it's the, it's not oh, an imaginative oh, answer. Great car. But it's it's still my favorite car. Um, I think what has happened though over time is I've you know, as you grow up and you learn more about cars, it's become more and more and more specific. And my favorite car, period, is the is the the GTLM. I think or is it the it's the F40 LM Pilot liveried car that they raced at Le Mans. Mm -hmm. um, so and it's a blue car. And well, that's a race car, though, right? It's a race it's car. A race car yeah. And uh, it is that's my favorite car. Like period like that mm -hmm. that's all i want in life <laughs> um and uh it's it's just such a cool car uh but um you know that's that car and then um 
Another car that I loved growing up, believe it or not, was actually a Fox Body Mustang, a Cobra. I, I as a kid, I loved oh, Fox yeah, Body Cobras, yeah. and mm -hmm. um, you know, I wanted a teal one. And uh, you know, they're they're super cool. Uh, I still like them. It's not necessarily I wouldn't throw it into the top five, but as a kid, it was like the coolest thing, you know. And well, this is your top five as a kid, right? It's as a kid, yeah, kid, yeah, yeah. So what I'm what I'm doing now is I'm bridging them, you know, because it's just easier. So, <laughs> so I'll tell you. <laughs> but no, I remember, you know, a, a neighbor having a GT and doing a burnout, and like that, you know, that was just like very formative for me or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, so and let's see. Um, as a kid, Countach uh, was definitely up there. A white Countach. That was everyone. Yeah, that like was for mine. For yeah, for uh, mine yeah, for sure. Literally, yeah. literally poster car. Right. I had I had one on my wall. No P four hundred or five hundred. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Are you, are, you, <laughs> yeah. are you a simple guy or you like the wing? You know. No, I, I'm I'm a simple guy. Yeah. I You're actually, a four hundred. Yeah, four hundred. I don't want the cladding as much and all that. As a matter of fact, I mean. This might be sacrilegious to even say. I I actually like me like a 5000s with no wing, like I, just like really clean, sharp like angles. Uh, and 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 everyone knows that the wing doesn't do anything anyways, like besides looking cool. Um, but or if you like that, but I I I love the shape without it. It's it's so cool. It's like a little. It reminds me of like playing with with a Matchbox or with Hot Wheels, you know, just like mm -hmm. it's like this little toy. Um, and uh, let's see what else. Um. Uh, yeah, that's three. Oh, yeah. Two more. Three more. All right. Two, and, more, two uh, more. Two more. Two more. Two more. Uh, of the era of all time. Yeah, because I have so many race cars in my head, but I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying to stick. Well, to when you're a kid. Cars. Now, when you're yeah. a kid. Oh, oh, they were still with the kids. All right. Yeah, yeah. You got five when you were a kid here. Wow, Sam, you're yeah. so demanding here. Jeez, <laughs> he's dragging poor us over the coals. <laughs> it's not just you're dragging track. and leaving him on the coals at this point, yeah. Sam. Come on. James Googling, uh, can you keep up? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, how about, um, let's see, so we, we said Kuntash already. What other kit, car did I love as a kid? Oh, we could just do top three. Yeah, when top did you three, get into yeah. uh, Japanese cars, though? I mean, and, and Hondas. Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, yeah. So so uh, Hondas came out uh, pretty early. I was probably like 19, maybe, something like okay. that. Um, right. Yeah, but I, er, but as a, as a young, young kid, um, I was definitely way, like, like pre-driving. I was definitely more into Euro and US, and domestic stuff. Okay. Um, it wasn't until I was about 19 that I, that I really got into Japanese cars. Um, and um, especially after I went to Japan for the first time, like in, the, in 2003, yeah. uh, then everything changed. I was like all in on Japanese stuff. And so, um, but um, let's see if I can squeeze in a couple more as a kid. Um, the other one that, I, that definitely stands out for me is actually not a car at all. It's a Ford Bronco. And um, oh. I really like the, the 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 one before OJ. Like as a little kid, that was such a cool car to me. I, 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 <laughs> and, um, OJ. <laughs> yeah, be, yeah, before OJ. Um, free OJ, yeah. <laughs> yeah, free OJ. I, I, you know, the Eddie Bauer edition, right? Like that was the one to have, and it's so. Uh, that was a, a, a really cool car to me. Um, I yeah. I really yeah. like those things. Mm -hmm. um, I, I especially like the, the the blue Eddie Bauer. Most people think of the green one, I think, but there's the mm -hmm. navy blue one, right? I think there's one in there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. that was a big one. And then I think another one uh, that 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 uh, that I really liked that was not Radwood era, but or actually, are we only talking Radwood era now? Are we talking? Yeah, about Radwood era. <laughs> oh, okay, never mind. Yeah, because it, it's, it's we're plugging your show. We're plugging yeah. your show here, bud. <laughs> I know, I know. Sixty-nine Camaros is, is 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 still one of my favorites, but it was a big one back then, like a Z twenty-eight. Um, I, I think we're just gonna move to the the current eighties and nineties right. favorites because I right. can't remember. Um, but F40 overlaps, right? We talked about that. Um, and now it's definitely, it's got to be 
um, <clears throat> some of the Japanese stuff, right? So we throw in an Acura Integra Type R. Like that's that that's yeah. definitely one of my favorite cars, uh, and it's um, a Japanese one of the era. Mm -hmm. I, I'm a big fan of the US Spec 97, like that one right in the mm -hmm. middle, right there. I like the yeah. early 97 front end with the different bumper. Um, and it's U.S. spec. I, I mean, everyone likes the JDM ones. Like, the JDM front end is cool. But, mm -hmm. um, and you know, after in 98, or 99, sorry, 99, we got the different front end here. And um, I, I, I prefer the early one. Championship so you're an, you're an Integra Type R guy? Out of all the Type Rs that Honda's made, you're an Integra guy? Exactly. Yeah, okay. I, I like a 97 Acura Integra Type R. Yeah, and that's very specific because it's a U.S. <laughs> spec or North America spec uh, car. And... Um, and it, it's just the whole package, the fact that it was like that, you know, uh, obviously that the, that Honda campaigned it as an accurate here and everything mm -hmm. that it meant in motorsport for, for that company in the U.S. And, mm -hmm. you know, I can go on and on and nerd out pretty deep, but that's definitely one of my favorite cars of the era. F40 is obvious. Um, I'm going to go with... Um, this is I, I see again it's it's kind of not an imaginative thing i, I wish it was more creative but uh, the roof uh yellow bird definitely oh, one yeah, of my favorite oh, yeah, cars yeah. ever yeah uh and it's definitely a car i want to drive that's a legend <laughs> um, that's a legend yeah we had road uh, and track uh made that car famous yeah there you go yeah yeah that, that, that car, car is we did the first high speed test on that thing such a cool thing at the very top for me uh and a car that i strive to own and is on my list right now is uh, like a, a relatively attainable goal and it's kind of a, a version of this car is a 964 turbo so i i i, I love 964 turbos and me i too. want one i love yeah. me too mm -hmm. they're we got, so we great. got priced yeah. out of the uh, out of the market because they were going for like when i was trying to think of buying one they were going for like 30 grand back then you know right right like yeah about eight nine years ago ten years ago but now they're 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 way up there you know Right, right. So these yeah. cars, um, it's it, it, they've kind of like the 964 in general. It, they were pretty unloved for a while, right? It was kind of mm -hmm. like the weird redheaded stepchild, if you will, of the air cooled world. And then all of a sudden, they people are like, "Oh man, this is where it's at," right? And like uh, <laughs> yeah. for me, the 964 Turbo in particular um, is 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 awesome because yeah, you have the combination of, as I mentioned, conceptually everything that we do. It's the combination of modernity but classicness, if you will, right? It still feels old school. It's still analog. It still feels like an old Porsche, but it's got coilover suspension. It's got the modern bumpers. And I think those bumpers work really well with the hips because they're kind of boxy and square. Um, I actually prefer narrow bodies in the earlier cars, but the, the, the Knights 4 has got to be a wide body. Like for me, it's, it's the look. Um, and um, th what really transformed me is I've driven 964s and I've driven, you know, basically fully built ones and stuff. But um, a friend of mine has... Uh, a very special homologation car. It, it's a. It's called the 964 Turbo S2, and it was uh, mm -hmm. um, homologated for the. Uh, I think it was the Bridgestone GT Challenge or something like that. Uh, it was uh, a, a, an IMSA support race in the early mm -hmm. 90s, and so they built 20-ish of these cars. Um, they uh -huh. look like a standard 964 Turbo. You would never know. They just have an S2 badge in the trunk and mm -hmm. uh, or on the engine lid. And so this car has a gigantic turbo, a reworked head, different valve train, and a few other little things. But it's a it's a spec kind of you know homologated car, so they, they don't have a lot of options or anything like that. They they kind of come at a spec a certain way. Um, and I can nerd out really deep on what this car is, but I'll I'll, I'll refrain from doing that because I don't want to take up too much every time. People can look it up. Um, very very underrated on paper. Um, they were rated for some reason around 320 horsepower. My friend dynoed his completely stock and it made 400 at the rear wheels. 
This is a car that does not have traction control. It's a five-speed manual rear-wheel drive. It is the mm. most fun I've ever fun I've ever had in a car, I've, and I've driven it several times. I love this car, and I would love to build sort of a tribute to this car in that fashion. Um, you know, people talk about the 930 turbo lag. You know, like oh, it's a Widowmaker or whatever. It's comical how how tame that is compared to this car. This car literally mm. makes no power below like 4,000 RPM, like nothing. Like mm. it feels like maybe I I swear it's got to be like 75 horsepower. Like it's nothing. <laughs> And then you get to four, and it gives you 100% of the power within, like, 200 RPM. It's like so fun. Switch, huh? yeah. yeah, it's really, really, really addicting. And it's, yeah. and it's obviously very engaging and challenging. And, like, it's got the G55 speed, so it's not, like, the four super long-legged. So it's definitely more workable. And when you're in the twisties, you know, like, you're constantly thinking ahead. Okay, where am I going to be in the rev range after this turn or into this turn? And, like, you're all, it's this really fun game to play. And, mm -hmm. um, but I... I love everything about these cars. I love the way the steering feels. I love the brakes. They're very, they have a very firm analog brake. It's even though they are boosted, they feel like they're not. It feels like you're doing all the work and it's just, they're, they're such great looking cars. I, I mean, I love everything about them. I mean, it's, it's definitely up there again with, with all of these cars. Um, hence my, one of my top five favorites. Did you drive the, the S2 on the track or the street? Um, I drove it up here on mountain roads. Okay. So um, on some of the best, I mean, mountain roads. So like something like, you know, kind of like the stuff that you would have in the Angeles forest in the mm -hmm. and up there, like something similar to that. Um, it, yeah. Yeah. So that type of environment um, on, on a weekday with no one around, <laughs> if you will. Uh, yeah. And, and I was, and, and I was chasing a 993 turbo. So it was a, okay. a, a when you mean day. chasing, uh, you mean chasing it exactly to the speed limit and stopping right there, of course. Right, right, right. I mean, yeah, exactly. We're just kind of, we hit a, 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 a theoretical wall at 66 miles an hour sometimes, you know. Just, give or you know, take, yeah. It does yeah, happen. Yeah, give or take. I mean, in, the, in, the, in those, you know, everyone knows that the, um, the uh, what do you call it, not the rep counter, but the uh, speedometers are not super accurate in the old cars. So, yeah. And this is a 92, so this is when they already went to the 3.6 liter, you know, because they... Um, so th Right. So so yeah, yeah, yeah. So they they did it actually with this car. They used a 3.3 for the series, and so it, it is a 3.3. That's a good observation. It's still the smaller displacement motor. Oh, it um, is. It's not a, the 3.3. Yeah, it's not the big one. Uh, right. Yeah, yeah. It's not a 3.6, and so it's it's because it was homologated that way. Um, oh, okay. And um, yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, that's that. And then, uh, let's see. I think I have one car left, right? If you want. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> last one. The last, the last one. one. I'm trying to go Japanese on this, you know, just because it's. I'm, I'm, uh, well, you already so got cool. one in. You got accurate. You got I the, know. the Integra Type R in there. Yeah, yeah. But it needs a Japanese, uh, Japanese car, not an American Japanese car. The JDM. Oh, right, right. oh, J oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I barely <laughs> squeak in. I barely squeak in. Um, R34, 99. I barely squeak in. Oh, that's barely um, squeaking in. I yeah, thought you were going to R32. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, I'm actually a really big fan of the, of, the, of the R33, even though people don't like them. I think they're super cool. Um, I, I really, really like them a lot. I especially like, what was it, like that 400R or something yeah, like that? Yeah, 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 yeah. That like, was the that just, is like, yeah. Yeah, but that was, that was the R33. They did, wrote, uh, R33. Yeah, yeah. The R33, um, the 400R is like, is, is awesome. It's such yeah. a cool car. Um, but um, I, I mean, R34, is, it definitely trumps it overall for me. I mean, it's, it's, it's where it's at. It, and it's 99, barely squeaking in. It counts. Just like the 99 <laughs> M2. Barely good. Barely. 
Yeah, just like a 99M coupe would count at one of our shows or, you know, or on the other end, a 1979 Sirocco, right? So we have a little bit of leeway for people out there. You know, we, we're not super strict. If the car's carried over, mm -hmm. um, you know, we, we would allow it at Radwood. Yeah, we were at uh, Top Rank yesterday checking out all oh, the cool. GTRs. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I, I, yeah, our 33s are trickling in, right? They are, yeah, from yeah. Uh, just, uh, January this year. And the uh, R34s should be available from 2024. So for nice. more years, yeah, yeah, more years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I actually worked with a guy who was one of the Motorex guys, so I got a lot of insight into that madness. I don't know if that's we don't discuss that, but <laughs> which, which, which Motorex guy you're talking about? There's 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 a, there's a few of them. But. There's a few of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Um, yeah. I'll tell you offline, maybe. Okay. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah. R34 GTR is definitely one of my favorite cars. I mean, they're. They're so cool. And um, um, Dino from Speed Hunters, as you probably know him. I mean, Oh, Dino. I love Dino. Yeah, yeah great, he's a great friend. friend. And, um, and uh, I'm so jealous. Like, I've, I've known him for a long time, and he's never let me drive his car. But maybe someday <laughs> I'll get him. I'll, I'll yeah, I'll, I'll get him. Um, I'll have to get him on camera after a long ramen and Asahi Super Dry uh, <laughs> stint um, <laughs> uh, to commit to, to letting me drive his car. But I still haven't driven one, um, I, you know, which is kind of, pathetic i mean you know because i love this car so much and everything but it, and it's right there it's relatively attainable you let jay leno drive one I, I don't think he drove dino's car but one of uh jay leno's uh uh jay leno's garage in uh uh the internet shows and you oh, guys really? can look it up yeah 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 there's if you put like uh jay leno's garage uh skyline gtr r34 or something it, uh, that video will probably come up where uh nice where we did it with them so that's oh, is that when yeah is that when uh, you you were a tour tour guide in japan yeah you, well i was uh, I was, yeah he hired me to go with go with him so i go all right Jay. Oh, great yeah, yeah, yeah oh that's when you were the uh, you, you were the fixer or whatever i was i was the fixer i was he's, the, he's still yeah, the fixer yeah. he's still the fixer. that's my that's that's my favorite job when i get to be the fixer well no but the um, thing is funny because he uh, his his people came and says hey you know jay knows you're a jap you know he japanese car um expert whatever he reads your stuff all the time you know would you be willing to you know, spend three, four days with them in Japan. I go, well, you know, I'm kind of busy. They go, well, you know, give us a, give us a price of what, you, you know, per day price. So I gave them the price, right? And yeah. said yes right away. And I'm going, damn, I should have went higher. <laughs> yeah, right, right. And that's always the case, right? <laughs> so, went too low. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that yes came so fast. I go, damn it. But, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Was, uh, but yeah, that's still a dream car. I mean, you know, in, in my dream garage, it would, it would definitely be in there. Um, I would wind a white you know, Nismo'd out one. That's, that's, that's what I'd go with. Mm -hmm. uh, gold, you know, I, at the, you know, growing up, I've, or, you know, growing up, I guess, since, since these came out, you know, and since I've been in, into them, um, I always wanted a uh, gold bulk as CE28s on there, but, you know, maybe I'd get more creative and now, cause I, I would get like some really obscure, like impulse or something, you know, that were mm -hmm. on a race car. Like, um, yeah, but yeah, yeah, that, that's where my mind is. You know, what's another sleeper that I like from that era was, do you remember the Mercedes-Benz 500E? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, Remember, yeah, yeah. Uh, with a yeah. Porsche engine in it? Yeah, yeah, totally. Actually, you know what? Now that, now that you mentioned it, if, if, if the 99 R34, now that I've harped on it for so long, if, 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 if you're not going to allow me that one, the <laughs> other car that is now maybe top six, top five for me is, is an AMG uh, C126. So it's actually not the 500E. It's, it's um, the earlier car. So it's the oh, wide body. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Oh, the coupe, the right? Wide, the wide body coupe so i would do like an amg That's uh with the i think it's a 6.2 liter or a six liter maybe um, six liter. Uh, 
Yeah, six liter V8, wide body. I mean, absolutely stunning car. They're super cool. I love that car. Oh, there's one right there on the right side, upper right. Um, yeah, Mercedes C126 560 SEC AMG. Um, that is definitely a, a car that I would love to have as part of my collection. I would daily drive that. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, we're we're going to let you slide with the uh, R34, so. Okay, all right, all right. We'll, 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 we're fine. Now we, we kept a, Jap a couple of Japanese cars in there. <laughs> okay, we are kind of starting to wind up uh, here. We've been on for an hour. It seemed like really 20 minutes. So right, yeah. Time flies when you're having fun. Many, 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 many tales. Is there anything uh, you want to plug here uh, coming up from Radwood or even Driving While Awesome, DWI, any of those? Sure, yeah, yeah. So uh, Radwood, we're we're pretty much everywhere at Radwood Official. So Instagram, you know, Twitter, Facebook, all that. Um, check us out there. That's where you're going to see content kind of pumping through right now. Um, cool stuff, cool partnerships, our events, of course. We announced them there first. Uh, our website, radwood.org. We have some really awesome uh, merch right now. We're actually wrapping up our merch line. Uh, so cool, cool shirts and designs coming through right now. Like that hat you're wearing? Like this hat that I'm wearing, definitely. This is uh, one of them. Uh, and then on the Drywall Awesome side of things, yeah, it's uh, drywallawesome.com. You can find information about our rallies, um, our other events that we put on. And uh, our podcast, of course, is um, on any platform out there. iTunes, you can find it on uh, you know, Stitcher and blah, blah, blah. And pretty much any, any podcast James platform. on point. Look at that. Dang, James. Got it. <laughs> yeah. Just... And, uh, oh, sorry, Red. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and then uh, on on Instagram as well, social media, dramawesome.com and YouTube. But, uh, oh, and YouTube congrats! Has been... Congrats on the Sorry. baby! <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, I got a little one. She's uh, six-ish weeks old now. Oh uh, yeah, that one picture at the bottom girls? there was when she's two girls. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, is the factory closed? <laughs> yeah, I hope so. <laughs> I think I think I'm done. Yeah. Sure. Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely um, it's definitely been a interesting ride recently. You know, with all the stuff. Um, you know, trying to figure out a way to reinvent what we're doing and adapt to COVID and, and situations and then trying to you know, deal with the little one as well. It's been, it's been pretty crazy, but um, obviously super fun and rewarding with the little ones. Yeah, she's adorable. That's great. Thank so. you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's crazy how much they change, right? It's like that, like that one picture at the bottom is one week old and then in the upper left is uh, six weeks. And I know. They start, to, they start to become people, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Art, hey, quickly. thank you so much for spending time with us. You're welcome to hang on uh, and, you know, uh, stay with us for the rest of the show. Well, we, let's see. I go over some uh, future car stuff. Uh, cool. Taro has some stuff that he he uh, he covers. And then James, uh, James is our motorsports guy. So he'll be talking a little bit more about motorsports. So uh, cool. It's up to you. Yeah. Uh, if you have to go, that's fine. You know, we totally understand. I'm, no worries. I'm actually checking right now to see if I can squeeze in a little more time. I might stick around for another 15 minutes or so. That's well, if, that's the, if that's the case, then uh, I think uh, Sam has to put the sunglasses on and see if we can find the reality well, between. Well, if my next section is up, I have to because I. Yeah, it's I, you. You. You go. Yeah, you let's go, see Sam. It. I can't see my. Uh... <laughs> Oh, there he is. <laughs> it does not look like my sunglasses. Every time I want it just, just, just. But this, just this is also, me. I found, Tara, what's surprising is I caught, some behind, like I caught some surprising footage of Sam Matani actually dancing. Oh, yeah, I just saw oh, that. Oh, my God. Where is nice. that, in Russia? Is that in yeah, Russia? And not yeah. only that, oh but um, that, was that he's Steve a bad was man. That? Just remember that, Tara, so we can't say anything bad about it. Can't say it. Yeah, yeah. Bad, bad man. Look at that. Yep, that's that's Sam up there eating the carrot. That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> it's like, 
doesn't even look like my glasses. It's it is your glasses. They're identical, identical. James. Yeah, Yeah. they're they're exact same glasses. Man, you're you're losing points with me here, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Those are cheap knockoffs. Okay, but anyways, hey James, you're dominating my screen. I can't get to my uh, report. Look, I'll stop sharing. Jeez Louise. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, so let's see. Let me get my, uh, let me get everything all set up here. Jeez, you give me a hard time. You're not even set up, Sam. What is this? Come well, on, I man. Well, I couldn't because you do- you, you've dominated my screen. I, I didn't know where anything was. <laughs> dominated the screen. You made, yeah, made so- everything right. You're a bad man, so... Okay, so uh, let's see, where were what we? You, okay, what do, you, what do you got for us today, Sam? Well, uh, I have more info on the um, the Z. Uh, we're okay. getting That's a, a good lot one. closer. Yeah, uh, we're getting a lot closer to. Um, uh, Are you a Z guy, Art? Do you like the uh, the Z? Um, yeah, I do. I do. I, I'm actually a super weirdo. I, I like the uh, the two eighty ZX turbos from the early eighties. Yeah, I think yeah. They, they, oh yeah, I think the Z thirty two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, all the earlier one, the Z31, right? Oh, the, even the earlier the, one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, well, that's right. The Z32s are more, yeah, late 80s. Actually, no, it's not. Is it the S130 that I'm? I'm all confused because it's it, it, not the not the original Fair Lady. The one after that from the early 80s, and then it went to C31, which is like the Shiro edition, and then you had the 30th anniversary or whatever. Um, so it's the early 80s one. I think that they have um, you can make them look super cool with over fenders and watts, mm-hmm. you know, Watanabe's and stuff like that. But I think they're pretty underappreciated. Um, that being said, of course, Z32 twin turbo, very iconic, really awesome car. And I am very excited to see where Nissan takes the Z line. Mm-hmm. Moving forward. Yeah. That's yeah. What, well, that's, that's I think we all are discussing. Yeah. Well, this is, uh, this image is one from last, uh, the last time we, uh, we, we, uh, we covered it. And this was based on the silhouette that, mm. uh, was provided by Nissan. And um, James, Taro, and I, we were not too keen on it. And, uh, well, we have a little more information and some updated images. So, uh, yeah. So at the shareholders meeting last month, uh, Nissan's new president, uh, this guy named Mr. Uchida, who has uh, replaced Mr. Uh, what was his name? Uh, Saikawa, you know, who was uh, appointed. <laughs> yeah. He's the guy who, yeah, who uh, kind of. Uh, he left. Uh, he well. left, yeah, yeah, because he was, he was pretty, pretty bad. It was, it was a whole huge drama with him, Carlos. Totally. Gold, but, uh, yeah. 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 But he said uh, that the comp- company plans to launch 12 new vehicles by fiscal year 2023, which is only, what, three years away. 12 vehicles. So it's a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's only three years away. And so they're really pushing the, you know, the, pedal to the metal uh, to get some pr- new products around the world, particularly in North America, and they need it because uh, sales have been down, I think, globally for them. Mm-hmm. And he said the mix will be six models with e-power, and e-power is their kind of a series, is a parallel hybrid uh, where uh, an engine, uh, a small engine recharges the battery, so uh, you just put in gas and the engine doesn't um, actually power the wheel so it's it's an electric vehicle with a uh, generator that's an i guess unpowered one and three full electric vehicles and then three internal combustion vehicles and one of those combustion vehicles is the new z which is being scheduled for release by uh, according to uh best car and our otaku spies at the end of 2021 mm. so we're talking wow. yeah it's it's close it's a lot closer than i thought i thought yeah. it was gonna be a, 
year and a half, to, uh, year and a half, at least a year and a half to two years away. But they're saying at the end of next year. So um, we weren't too uh, excited about this rendering uh, silhouette shot, you know, based on the silhouette shot. So they sent us a new one, and I will show you that right now. Let me see. Uh, share screen. And it looks kind of the it looks kind of similar, but it, they cleaned up the front end, hmm. and uh, you can see the headlights have been made slightly sharper into something a little more Z-like than what it was before, because the one before looked almost Mitsubishi-like. Of course, Nissan owns Mitsubishi too, but and hmm. although the basic design hasn't changed much from the previous image, uh, I think it looks a little more exciting. Uh, what do you, you guys? What do you guys? I like the color. I will say that I like yellow. the color of it, but I, I do think it looks too much like the uh, Subaru BRZ stroke Toyota GT in this ilk for me. Um, oh, you do? Okay. It just, I just feel it's it looks a little similar. But it does really, this color certainly harks back to the 350 when they did the run video. Um, it reminds me of that, if that makes sense. What about you, Taro? Um, I like this rendering much better than the purple car that we saw for sure right uh, it looks more of a z but i kind of agree with james it, it the front um the form like of the hood and the light uh, balance it, it kind of reminds me of the uh 86? of the 86 yeah a little bit but I mean, of course the back no you know the back's uh, you know a z but uh the front's a little bit yeah 86 ish what about you um uh, art um, you know, I'm seeing a lot of C8 Corvette in that front bumper for some reason. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Or, or is it maybe C7 Corvette? It's very reminiscent of Corvette for some reason. Uh, but, um, C should look know. like I mean, Corvette. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it doesn't, it, it doesn't feel right. Um, I don't know. I, I definitely agree with the, the BRZ commentary. I think that the front, the top portion of the hood line and everything, all that, um, it looks that way. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess it's, in a nutshell, not necessarily a car I would spend money on, <laughs> oh, <laughs> but I think, but I think it's a better move, or they're moving in a better direction from the previous rendering. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. I think we all agree on that. Well, Sam, the... what what happened to the yellow roof there? Why is it all blotched uh, uh, up? Is that uh, your uh, Photoshop that was, attempt? Uh, that was my attempt. I did. I, yeah, he's incredible. I could barely <laughs> tell Tara that he's any Photoshop guys, work on here at all. I mean, it looks immaculate well, no, to me. Uh, yeah, and not even that. The green, the green. <laughs> green grass that's going on there as well is incredible right okay. yeah, I, I, I started it i couldn't match the color and i just said screw it so <laughs> as you can tell but you know that's not the important part but right, thank you for pointing yeah. that out thank you oh for it's okay that's just the, the brass too that's uh, a crayon effect that's yeah, a crayon effect yeah right yeah. you mean it's childlike taro in his efforts is that what you're trying to suggest I didn't say that. I just said it was a crayon effect. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, children play with crayons, so, okay. Well, anyways, I'm just going to keep moving on. And uh, You know why he didn't get the color right, Tarot? Because he didn't have Steven Seagal sunglasses on. Oh, yeah, he couldn't They're see. They're not oh. Steven Seagal sunglasses. These are from Sammy's original. And by the way, you could tell that I gave up on the last one, so I didn't even touch this one. So yeah, that's fine. Yeah. That's, this is much better. Yeah, <laughs> and it says oh. best card. But yeah, you know well, what? The, the the rear end is starting to grow on me. I I kind of like didn't like it before, but um, it's, it's it has elements of the Z thirty two rear. You know, yeah, a, a little nineties uh, radwood yeah, vibe. Exactly, radwood. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It does have that vibe. Yeah, I I I like this. Yeah, it's 
I don't know about the 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 sad the sad frowny face on the bottom. Oh yeah, uh, the, 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 I think it looks yeah, more like a mustache than anything. It's more a mustache, oh, yeah. I think. Kind of mustache, a mustache. Yeah, mustache or mustache? It's not a mustache. It's definitely a mustache because it's, it's exactly it's, it's long, right? Yeah, yeah. It's long. Exactly, it's oh, definitely okay. long. Mustache, okay. yeah, yeah. So yeah, so best car who uh, rendered this for uh, well, uh, rendered this and let, let us use this image is sticking to the notion that it will look like the rear of the Z32 300ZX, which mm -hmm. is uh, one of my favorite cars from the late '80s. I think early '90s, yeah, because I think '96 yeah. was the year it got discontinued. So. I think we're right in that era. Is that the new Nissan logo? No, that that's the old one. Uh, that looks one? like still the old one. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. What's the yeah. new Nissan hey, logo? Good, good catch, Carl. They probably will have the new Nissan logo on that one. You know, Nissan has a new logo art. Oh, uh, to check it out. The, oh, here, uh, here, uh, here. I. Uh, oh, go, go ahead, James. You're you're much better with. Uh, no, Sam, you're the one that's got control. I remember oh, no, no, yeah, you no, gave well, yeah, such I, a hard I, time I, in being I, able to show I, everything I, so I, quickly. I, you were the one that has this all prepared, Sam, and I was messing it up. So I don't want to mess it up again, Sam. No, no, you won't. You won't. Just go ahead and put up the Nissan logo for me. The new one. I'm really <laughs> power to you. Just Jay, James. James, why don't you draw the Nissan logo with that colored pencil he used to touch that up? Like, <laughs> I you will. Know, I'll do that you one. guys are just brutal, man. Brutal. <laughs> Ow. Last time I tried to touch up, try, try to make, maybe just look better, man. All right, so while J uh, James is doing that, there it is. Oh, cool. All right. I like that. So uh, according to insider information, the Z platform is based on the Z34, which is the car, uh, current car. Uh, but the company plans to bill it as an all-new model when it comes out late next year. Uh, the suspension geometry is completely different from that of the current model is what our spies are saying. But uh, they're saying it's still going to be struts up front and a multi-link at rear, uh, which is, I think, the setup of the current car. Um, the engine will be placed lower in the body, so it'll be have a lower center of gravity, which means it'll be, it'll it should be a much better handler handling machine. And speaking of engines, we still hear that it'll come with a twin turbocharged three liter V6 that will come with two different outputs: one at 304 horsepower and one at 405 horsepower, which we think it could be the Nismo version of the car. So 405 is pretty quick. Uh, we hear that the car is already being um, tested. I don't know if it's at the Nürburgring or not. Someone said they think they saw it in Germany, but I don't know if the Nürburgring is even open right now because of the Corona thing. So, but they mm -hmm. said that the car is being tested, uh, road testing, mm -hmm. a seven-speed automatic transmission or a six-speed manual with the uh, the rev matching system, which is something I think is really cool. I love. And uh, as for price, we're hearing that it will stay in the same range, which is great for uh, Z fans everywhere because, you know, the Z and uh, Japanese sports cars in general usually tend to go up in price as each generation comes, comes up. But this one is going to stay in the range of forty to $50,000, uh, and it will represent a pretty good uh, value for cars from, the, from Europe, even America, with, you know, similar... Uh, similar power output. So uh, we'll keep supplying with more info as they come available until uh, the launch of the new Z, right? Uh, late next year. So 
be on the lookout for it. I'll give you another sh wonderful shot of the, um, of, oops, sorry, of the uh, car, uh, just never mind the roof. And hold on, there it is, there it is, there it is. Uh, just look at the front end here. Uh, the wheels could change, of course, but mm -hmm. uh, the basic shape of the car is gonna is right on because it's based on the silhouette that Nissan gave us. And the front end, they say, is very, very close to production or what, what we're gonna see uh, when this car comes out, so. I wonder how much of a difference, you know, the driving feel would be if they're still using the, the same platform. I mean, they're trying to get like a lot of these like uh, real wheel drive think, platforms think, on the they, same. They could, they could change it up quite a bit, I think. Yeah. You know, they could, they could take weight out of it. They, you know, just bring, it looks like they're gonna change it quite a bit. You know, mm -hmm. uh, the suspension jump, uh, the suspension tuning is gonna be totally different. The engine's gonna be lower in the, in the, um, in the body and it could be even pushed back to make it, you know, real front, front mid engine. Front mid chip, yeah. Well, that's that's what that's what the platform is, right? It's uh, right, FM, exactly. the, the FM platform. Yeah, the yeah exactly. But they might even try to push it even more even back, back right? for, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. So we don't really know the, those details yet, but um, I'm sure Mr. Tamurasan, our friend, uh, who is the uh, Mr. GTR right now, mm -hmm. is has his hand in this car quite a bit. So uh, knowing him, he'll make this thing probably drive very, very. Uh, efficiently and and smooth because I think he likes his cars, you know, to drive pretty smooth too. So is he in charge of this project as well? I, the think, so. as well? I think so. Oh, I really? Think, I'm not sure yet. Yeah, I'm not sure. He, he was in charge of the Z the whole way through, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and so if if nothing has changed, he still is. So okay. Yeah. Sam, what do you think the name is going to be of the car? Oh, we're hearing this 400Z. Yeah, so yeah, the 400Z. Yeah, Do you think it might be, and then the Nismo version would just be the 400Z, the Z Nismo, or the 400R? Exactly. No, no. I thought they were not going to bring it'll the 400R back. It'll probably be Nismo 400Z, I would think. Okay. Yeah. I just thought they might bring the name back, which would be kind of fun if they brought the 400R back. The, but the 400R was uh, uh, the GTR. Yeah, yeah, I know. But, you know, it's the same sort of thing. Kind of keeping it or, you think, or you think the 432, maybe? Like if there's a way to kind of do oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, don't know, but yeah. I don't think so. I don't yeah, think so. That, like how do, I'm just thinking just how, like, I mean, making the numbers still relevant. Obviously, mm -hmm. the displacement is different and all mm -hmm. that kind of stuff, and the engine size or, or the number of cylinders and all that. But, you, you know what would be cool is if they make the uh, uh, engine bay big enough for the GTR engine to fit in there, and they can make a, a oh. what was that Z with the GTR engine? God, I can't remember. Was that the? There was a Z I with never the saw GTR it. engine? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Nissan actually made made one. Really? Yeah, I can't remember the name of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, James, I relinquish. I'm going to relinquish power to you. But uh, I, yeah, to to I really said it before. I'm surprised James didn't eat me alive for saying a different number of cylinders because the uh, <laughs> the, the S20 right or the motor in the 432 is this inline six. It's a different configuration, is what I meant to say, right? It's a V6 versus inline six, right, right. James? Yeah, I think four, so. Four valves, three carburetors, two doors, is it? Some, I think yeah. something like that, yeah. From yeah, memory. yeah, yeah, that's right. right that's right. Something, yeah, there, it designated something like that. And yeah, then yeah. Uh, just as a uh, treat for you guys, because uh, I know uh, Art has, uh, has two children. Uh, and look at that. Do you know what that is, Art? Oh yeah, I, yeah, it's a Bugatti, it's a Bugatti. Uh, toy little car, right? But it's a driving yeah, it's, thing. Yeah, it's from Bugatti, and uh, it's called Baby Bugatti Two for Kids, 
and I think it's on sale now. That's why I kind of put it up there. I think they were uh, sold out though, Sam, unfortunately. So uh, we, it, oh, okay. it, it, it is, but, as, but you know, guys like you, James, I know with your contacts, you could get us one. Well, also, Sam, there's a little bit of difference. It's in the, while it is the baby Bugatti number two, it's not really a baby Bugatti because instead of being 50% size, like the original toy right, car it's was, 75%. it's 75%. It's 75%. Wow. So I'd say this is more a teenager <laughs> as opposed to a uh, child's car. Okay, well, let's, let's, okay. Thank you, James. But still, okay. So it starts around 35,000 bucks. And it tops out at sixty-eight thousand, and it's uh, it's based on the nineteen twenty-four Type Thirty-Five Lyon Grand Prix car. Uh -huh. And uh, uh, which I think, Sam, you might be able to correct me here because you know far more than me since you're of this era. But isn't the Type Thirty-Five the most successful race car of all time? I think it is the most successful race car of all time. If it isn't, it was. Mm -hmm. so, uh, but yes, it's 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 a classic, and. Um, the tires on there are real Michelin tires, uh, so they're you know they're modern modern day Michelin with Michelin rubber rubber. So you're not going to be uh, or your kids are not going to be sliding all over the place. But anyways, uh, just thought with uh, Art and his new kid and uh, Taro with a son who's going to be dr driving age. I don't know what. Another be driving five years. Yeah, about five years. So, so this car, what is it? Is it like a pedal, or is it like a little motor? In oh no, it's electric. It's an electric car. You could actually drive it like a real oh, car. Wow. Yeah, I'm almost thinking if I was a little smaller, shit, or oh, shoot, I'd just buy this car. And but how many horsepower has it got, Sam? Uh, I don't know. So Sam, what? come on. Here you are. <laughs> it's a dang toy. <laughs> well, let's. I can see the base model comes with two versions. It comes with a 1.3 horsepower version and a 5.4 horsepower version. But the one you really want to be getting is the Vitesse or the Persang, which uh, has 13.4 horsepower that gets you all the way up to 42 mile an hour. Wow. Oh wow! Wow, really? Kind of looking for your, you know. I, I, I can kind of, I can kind of see Sam in there with the glasses, though. You know, I and definitely. Oh, right. glasses. glasses are yeah. made for the Bugatti. What yeah. he mm -hmm. might have, Taro. Unfortunately, I think Sam might have to be because he is so svelte. He might have to put a leg in each of them, have two, mm. one, one Vitesse, one per Sang, because uh, he needs that to travel around the compound in Hawaii. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm rethinking Hawaii these days, so I'm thinking somewhere else. <laughs> anyways, <laughs> anyways, that's my report. So there you have it. And off to Taro, who's next? Uh, Taro, it's all you, Taro. Taro, no, no, you cover your really? videos. Okay, yes. all right. Jump so, right in there. Oh, all wait, right. yeah, about 20 and 30 minutes, so I, I, don't, want you, I don't want you to feel yeah, awkward. I'm, 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 aiming to, my, I'm aiming for a 3.30 exit, so I got nine minutes. Eight minutes, Good. okay. All right, so can you, can you guys see this right yes, now? Yes, we can. Okay, so this is the new video that we just released. It looks uh, like, um, he looks like a, like a, the, Back to the Future guy. He is a legend. He's Kazama a legend, is, guys. Kazama, Kazama is the man. So, yes, Kaz, this is Kazama, Kazama Yasuyuki. Yeah, Kazama. So former D1 champion. So we just released this uh, video yesterday. And rodeo style. Yes. That's the one. Rodeo. It's all exactly. about the rodeo. So he was famous for nice obviously video. winning the D1 Grand Prix uh, back in the uh, early 2000s, I think he won. But yeah, he, he was a protege of Keiichi Tsuchiya. Right. And then mm -hmm. he was in option uh, magazine and videos and also in hot version. And um, uh, he was he, he competed at Irwindale as well. So he's kind of like a, you know, a legendary uh, drift drift guy. And he suddenly kind of disappeared from the scene. He uh, stopped drifting uh, professionally. He left uh, 
uh, K Office, uh, which was the management company uh, that that um, K also worked with, and um, he just started up started up this little shop in Nagano in the mountains, and he's he's well and alive, you know, and he he actually like shunned all like media attention. He's never done any interviews since then. He's hasn't been in any videos as well. So um, it's, it's, we kind of contacted him and uh, I, I would remain friends with him on Facebook. And he's like, okay, yeah, well, I usually don't, but since you guys are from, you know, the US, let's, let's see what we can do. And he let us, let us uh, into his shop and uh, gave us free reign. Um, so it, it's a really, really great piece. He talks about his like tuning philosophy on, um, and how he he interacts with customers. For example, um, he just won't like sell his parts. For example, he just won't like accept a car, and you know get a list of stuff that the customer wants and give it back. He actually wants the customer to come to his shop in Nagano with the car, sit alongside of him, and he'll he'll judge how good your driving actually is, and then he'll like recommend the type of uh, tuning and the kind of work that the, he recommends and he'll he, he kind of custom builds this kind of this holistic uh you know uh, approach and he builds a car for for every one of his customers and he just talks about all this kind of stuff that he does and it's 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 really interesting um if you're so, a bad driver it's pretty much no tuning for you yeah yeah uh, so he he <laughs> says that so it's like um um it really depends on your driving level you know um he'll sit next to you and and Basically, if, if you really suck, it's, it's, he'll tell you it's not about the tuning. It's like, actually, you, you got to like, you know, work on your driving or maybe if you've done something really wrong with your car, he'll, you know, maybe take stuff off or bring it back to the base level, right, of the car. Because some people, he says, some people bring their cars and it's just all like, you know, torn up. It's like crap, you know, it's like completely off balance. And so he has to kind of bring it to like the zero level first and then he'll, you know, judge it and kind of build the car so he's actually said he's never built like a replica of his uh this this demo car that we're we're seeing right now mm. um yeah so uh this is the video that we just uh released and uh just wanted to uh show this uh i mean kazama san is uh well and alive and he's uh he's he's, he's kicking ass out there cool how's uh art what do you uh are you a fan of the uh s chassis the sylvias and do you see many yeah. uh sylvias out at the uh, events um, we don't see that many. Um, it, it's crazy how rare these cars are now, you know, because mm -hmm. they were all just, you know, used up by kids and crashed and destroyed over the years, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Uh, but, um, but yeah, I, I really like them. I especially like the, um, I mean, the S15s are awesome, like the, this one here, we, which we didn't get, but mm -hmm. I like the, the late, the like Koki, the facelift S14s. I really mm -hmm. like that front end and yeah. it's, it's a great looking car. Obviously a ton of potential for everything. I mean, every single, it's kind of like, uh, um, a Mustang equivalent in terms of aftermarket support, right? You can literally change every single part of something else. So, yeah. so um, I mean, cool. I mean, I've seen like really cool LS swaps up here. Yeah. Um, I've seen, of course, you know, SR is kind of the standard, but um, mm -hmm. you know, RB swaps and all that. And they're, they're, they're definitely really cool. I like them a lot. Yeah. He, he does. He doesn't even do the swaps. He just sticks with the SR 20. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. yeah. He's like, I'm sticking. He's like, I'm sticking with the SR 20. That's, you know, the perfect balance for the car, the size of the car. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. I, I think he feels like, uh, you know, a LS, you know, or uh, even RB is like too much for, for the chassis. So he's, mm. he's really all about, you know, overall balance. Um, but yeah, I, I'd love seeing like the, 
like the kids these days, you know, with their drift, their yeah. two four drift cars with, uh, you know, with these, all these swaps and like 1000 horsepower, you know, drift yeah, cars. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm right there with him. I mean, that's my approach too. I mean, I, and it's cool that he's creating his own sort of brand around that. Like, mm -hmm. um, I, like I'm putting a K24 in my E30, you know, it's mm -hmm. a, a Honda yeah, yeah. K24 motor. Yeah. And, um, you know, I'm getting, you know, from our podcast, people hear it and I'm getting people sending me like, you know, um, E39 M5 V10s and like all this other stuff. And it's like, no, like I, I want, I want it balanced, right? I want yeah. it to be usable. I want to be able to rev the engine out and like not, you know, like it, this, I want balance and, and I want a, a fun car. I mean, of course I want it to be fast, but, um, but I want to be able to, to use the power too. And, um, you know, especially the types of roads we drive up, up here, they're a little tighter than the LA roads. I mean, mm -hmm. we're, I don't know if you guys are familiar with like Highway 9 up here and um, Skyline and some of these roads, but mm -hmm. um, they're a little more kind of like toge style, like the Japanese yeah. roads. Yeah, um, yeah. They're narrower, smaller, like tighter, a little more technical. Yeah, um, yeah. So, you know, it's not about all out power and speed and like super fast cars. It's about like being able to enjoy the experience and, and making it be, you know, uh, very uh, balanced is the word that we keep coming back to, but just nimble and agile yeah. and responsive. Yeah, the, the toge roads like this, you know, like in the background, you hear, you see there. Well, not that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I like good advertisements. I'm going to get a, when it's going to reduce my energy bill. I'm going to get uh, 0 0.1 one cent for that, you know, ad right nice. there. Nice. Yeah. But yeah, these are the kind of roads that he goes testing on. You know, it's beautiful up there. Very cool. Yeah. Awesome. Well, that was my report. Awesome. Thank and you I, very I much. I think Art's dashing off now, aren't you, Art? Well, I mean, yeah, now that James is going to talk, I'm out of here. Exactly. That's what I thought. I, like I was it. like, all right. Now you're... <laughs> I like what I'm hearing now again. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for, for the opportunity here for having me join. And um, I, I appreciate what you guys are doing. Uh, super cool to see you keeping at it. Um, I'll definitely keep an eye on what you guys are up to. And um, I mean, this is cool, this content too, right now. I like to see this coming out of Japan right now, especially when there's things kind of dried up, um, mm -hmm. keeping everyone happy and entertained. I'll, I'll keep an eye on it. But Thanks again. Yeah, we'll be following uh, uh, we'll, you too. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, Dremel awesome. And uh, Radwood official on everything. <laughs> All right. Arigato. Bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. <laughs> okay. Right. James, uh, right after, do we have time, Toro? Uh, right after James, I could go into my little review, quick review of the Lexus UX. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we have time. Tara, uh, Sam, you can go ahead now. You kick it off, and then we can get to the motorsport stuff. Hold on, my light just went off right as art. Well, you've uh, been like, dark like pretty much the whole time, man. And just like that, Tara's disappeared. Always back. Oh my word! I love that photograph, Sam. Look right. at that, that oh, yeah, close up. All right, gtchannel.com. Okay. Oh, my phone. Someone's on the phone. Quick! It's someone saying you're very handsome, Sam Matani, and put your sunglasses back on. Hold on one second. Oh my way, he's taking a phone call on the podcast. This is unbelievable. Oh my god. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. The I've never seen it before. Well, I did it in Japanese, so no one knows what the heck's all I can say is I just want to know more about this syndicated capital and fidelity investments you've got going on, Sam. 
Oh, shit, yeah. Well, and hey. not only that, hey, I need to know about these Metro Express lanes. Come on, tell me, tell me, tell me, Sam. I need to know. My whole damn life, my privacy on the window. <laughs> on the Dang it, I should have opened up on you. I mean, it's all about ADP. What What can you tell me about well, ADP? I have, I have my own company, so you, I do you can, uh, you know, you can hide your, your bookmarks, Sam. On the, well, it's on too the late now. Okay, so. <laughs> so I drove this car for a week. Uh, this is the LX right here. It says UX LX Lexus UX 250H F Sport and H stands for hybrid. And uh, this is my write up on it on none other than GT channel. And I got to say, I was really, really, I, you know, I went into it thinking, I just, I don't like, you know, these small little crossovers. They're almost like, you know, it's a car pretty much, you know, I mean, it's just the status thing, but boy, when I got into this, I go, hey man, this is actually okay, you know. Uh, of course, my golf clubs wouldn't fit unless I put down the front, uh, uh, the rear seats, which uh, I knew going in, but the thing was actually fun to drive, and it looked okay. You know, I mean, it looked good, actually, you know. Uh, you How about know, your knee board? You, does your knee board fit in there? My knee board is 5'5", five, five, it fits, yeah, you will see my knee board this week, weekend. <laughs> Well, it's actually a surfboard. It's a small surfboard, but, you know, I can't stand on it because uh, uh, I think it's my knees. I really do. But, anyway. but anyways, it's going, it goes against like uh, BMW X1 and the Mercedes GLA and the small, the small little, I, I think we could call them subcompact. Uh, okay. But uh, let's see. Um, Let's it, see some more of these photos, Sam. I want to see more of these photos of the car that you took because you took these photos, no, right? Oh, no, no. I only took this one. Oh, well, where's the other photos, Sam? Who, who took those photos? Uh, Toyota did, or Lexus did. Oh, so this is just They're the impressive. only one because I, yeah. I was hoping to get some tips from you, but it doesn't look like I'm going to get any good tips. <laughs> oh, no, because this is because parked this on is... the side of the street when I was getting my onigiri rice ball. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Taro, that's pretty close to your uh, your your office too. You I know, I've ne I've never been there. It's good. I've, I've, I've got to check it out. I've got it's to very check good. It's very good. It's very good. So, anyways, um, back to the vehicle. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, the interior, of course, was Lexus fit and finish, beautiful. Um, I really, really enjoyed this car, and the this dang thing got forty one thirty eight, so thirty nine combined uh, miles per gallon, which is wow. like crazy. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it's wow. great. Uh, Sam, does this have the UX entertainment system that you love so much? Uh, yes, it does. Okay, okay, so I don't like that that much because I uh, I'm still, uh, you know, give me a knob or you know something. But the the uh, I know you like putting your hands on knobs, Sam. It's a generation thing, right? I'm an older guy. The young guys might like that a lot better. But the steering was sharp. Uh, the car, you know, was well balanced. It did. Of course, it's gonna understeer. Uh, on some of the tight stuff, but still, it was it was it was refreshingly and surprisingly good. The um, the thing it was the thing we, the the thing the trim I had was the F Sport, so it is going to handle better than the non F Sport. So mm -hmm. uh, just to give you that, but the F Sport I had was just it was really good. And what does it starts at thirty six thousand dollars in ours with the F Sport and all the, all that stuff came at forty five grand. So uh, you know, once you get all the goodies on there, it does get up there, you know, but $36,000 for this car, you know, a Lexus with the fit and finish and the way it drives. I thought, yeah, you know, mm -hmm. not bad, not yeah. bad. Would I recommend it to someone? Yes, I would. Yeah. Would I uh, buy one on my own? Um, if I were going to buy a vehicle in this segment, 
yeah, I would take a very serious look at this. I mean, I would think I might even, my beloved BMWs and stuff, I think I'm, I would take this over the BMW. Really? Yeah. Does it come standard with those roof racks or is that like? No, I don't, I'm pretty sure that's not standard. Yeah. Mm. So, but yeah, 39 miles. And, you know, I mean, I went to, uh, you know, the gas station to fill it up. Uh, and our gas is a, right now we're about three bucks a gallon, I think. Right. So, and, you know, I go, wow, I kind of ran out of gas pretty quick because the driving range was only about 300, you know, 350 miles. But I, uh, it cost me 25 bucks to fill it up. I go, what oh. the heck? This is awesome. So yeah, so uh, thumbs up for me. Uh, I don't know. What do you, do you guys like how it looks? I know you know it's not the most macho car, you know. I like I mean, it. I think, I think it looks good. Can we yeah. scroll down and see the Lexus photos, Sam, so we can maybe get a better representation of this blown out one in the middle of midday sun? Oh. <laughs> or is there no other photo? This is the only photo. Oh, this is it. This is it. you. You want a front shot? This is it, man. Look at this front shot. It's no, beautiful. but I want some other photo. I want some other angles. Sam. The only at least photo one. At least oh, you one. Got, oh, you got the rear and you got the side. What else you want? <laughs> Do we only get one photo? What? Just one, one photo. photo? Angle. Yeah. Oh my word. Oh man. There you go. And if you want to read a really, really well-written, witty, <laughs> of this, please go to GT Channels Features and uh, check out. I'm a better writer than I am a uh, uh, orator, so you can always take the press photos and put them in there, Sam. You know, that, I right? like my photo. In well, front that's of just one photo, though. You gotta. So. Well, everybody wants to see more photos of the while well, they're reading I mean, the article. Yeah, well, uh, not, not you know, no, my, my words paint the picture, so it's okay. <laughs> okay, James, you're up, buddy. Certainly. So um, I thought, look, I'll start sharing, because I've got not too much, but um, I just thought I'd sort of touch on a few things here. Let me pull it up, and we can just go from there. So the first one, I guess, is just the Super GT. Obviously, we had Yan the man on in our last mm -hmm. episode. Yep. Um, the first race, unfortunately, Yan didn't quite do as well as we all hoped he would. We would have liked to have seen him standing on the podium, but he ended up finishing in 10th place because why did he end up in 10th place? What happened? Uh, Sam, what happened? Well, it looks like Supra Toyota wanted to make a huge statement with the Supra because it was the first uh, race that the Supra was uh, involved in. So, yeah. So I th they did what? what Am I correct? Yeah, one to five, wasn't it, in regards so. to where so. it was? And yeah. then they also won in the um, the other the three hundred class as well as the five hundred, right? Yes, they won. Yeah, the they did. They did. They won the three hundred as well. Yeah, they swept it. Yeah. So I think I mean I think as as you alluded to, Sam was very very much a, a play in regards to how um, they can go about uh, making as much impact as they could for the first race of the season. Um, with the new car to get as much promotion as they could, which obviously makes a lot of sense, right? I mean, you want to get the name out there, you want to get the car out there, and we'll just it shows how where it sits amongst its contemporaries straight out of the gate. Um, whether we see them compete and continue to do that, I think will be a different story. So I think it's going to be interesting to see the next round, which I think happens this weekend, right? I think. Is it is it is round two this weekend? I think it might be this weekend. Let's well, okay. Since I've got the towns, let's see if we can mm -hmm. pull up. I was yeah. just watching Yan the Man this morning on oh nine days. So I okay. guess um, yeah. he was already weekend up, in August. Yeah, yeah, I was. He's already, I think, out there at Fuji getting ready for it this week. So I was just watching on his Instagram. So let's try and keep up with everything these days. Yan the Man. Um, also, I think yesterday, uh, Sam, we talked about obviously Formula E 
Um, and I was wrong. They've got their like um, six-way heading event in Berlin. Wow. Uh, coming up in August. So the idea being oh, is that- same track, huh? Yeah, yeah. So it's wow. going to be like- um, It's like a bubble. Like, yeah, so it's going to be like six, six <laughs> races in 14 Go days. Go to Magic City. Yeah, look at that. It's, a, it's in 14 days. Yeah. Well, six days for the first one, yeah, Taro, and then the last one's fourteen That's days. That's fourteen days, so they're gonna. Oh, so it's, oh yeah, so they're driving almost every day. Yeah, so yeah, it's six yeah. six races in a week, basically, give or take. Wow, wow. So oh it's good. I mean, talk about like a, a shortened season. Yeah, exactly. Let's get this thing done and over. Um, but you'd hope it'd be interesting. One thing I will say, it's going to be interesting to see how the laps of the cars, if they can improve on the laps from race one to race six, and see how the times go. Yeah, um, they're all the then, same track. And then, because it's all going to be at the airport track in Berlin, which they've been to, I think, twice before. I could be wrong. Um, but it'll just be interesting to see how it goes and how it fares. Um, obviously, we've got the, 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 the main drivers that are there, and it's going to be interesting to be seeing with the other companies that are coming into the mix and seeing where they are. I know that um, Mercedes are going to be running an all-black livery to match their F1 livery oh, very in the cool. Formula E season. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes. And there's a, obviously there's a lot more different of the major teams coming into it now. I think what we've got like Audi, Mercedes, Porsche, Jaguar, Nissan to go to some of the extent of the top six, the main manufacturers that are in it, um, along as with all the other electric teams that are also in it. So going through, so it's going to be like a really interesting, um, if I go through the teams here to see where we're going to be going. I mean, look, we've got the Andretti, Nissan, Dragon Racing, Jaguar, Porsche, the Neo, Mercedes, Mahindra, Audi, Cheetah, Venturi, Virgin. So it's a it's a really interesting way to see how this season's going to look up. I mean, they've changed a few things now. This is the second season with these cars, um, so I don't think they've done too much changing with the being with the COVID and so forth. So it'll be interesting to see how it all ends up and where it goes from here. Can I ask a question? Uh, is this still ESPN, uh, ESPN two, or one of those uh, where they? Uh... Well, I'm, I, I always, I just watch it on YouTube, Sam, oh, is where I watch it. So uh, that's makes it easier for me. Well, but I think, it, I think it's still, it's going to be back on ESPN, I think, as well, again. That'll be cool. Every day, my goodness. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. Um, obviously, uh, the other ones come in is the WRC. Is the, I think the first race is there in the first week of September in Estonia um, for, a, again, another shortened season. Mm -hmm. um, but it'll be good to see the WRC cars be back again. Uh, miss them. Obviously, yeah. the big one's going to be uh, whether Toyota can take it again in regards to, to who's doing what and so forth. Mm -hmm. But it's going to be fun to see that where it goes. So you know, they, they have to travel like F1, so that it's a lot more, lot more risky. Yeah, know? so as you see there, you can see that the legs. Um, but interestingly enough, finishing up in Japan. So um, November, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have a feeling Arrival that... Rival of the fittest. Who can make it to Japan? Well, not only yeah. that, I just well, think I have a very strong feeling that um, Toyota would very much like to win the championship in, or at least celebrate in Japan. I think that would mm -hmm. be a nice one to send them off, if that makes sense. Yeah. But as you can see by there, it's, it's a very, very close season again um, in regards to drivers. And it'll be interesting to see where we end up and, and how it comes through. But it's going to be... I just really like that we've got such a short period towards the end of the year now where there's so much motor racing going on or so much racing happening every weekend. I it's mean, crazy. yeah, but then it's going to be over in a blink of an eye. Yes. But then, then we've got a really shortened period to have it start back up again, hopefully in 2021 where people can go and attend those events. I, I mean, I think that's, 
that's where uh, we're going to go. Hopefully. Hopefully. Um, also, obviously, we've got uh, the MotoGP. We've had two rounds in the MotoGP with, uh, uh, what is it, Cantonaro taking the first two wins. So um, it's interesting. We've obviously got uh, Marquez having his injury in the first race, breaking his arm, seeing mm. was missed last round. And obviously, without the, the teams and the results and the calendar being so close together, if we pull that up again, um, it's going to be interesting to see where it goes and how we go about it. But... I mean, obviously, I think for me, uh, MotoGP is the second most exciting motorsport in the world to watch. Um, and this is where I still really get all my enjoyments in regards to, to how it's coming through. What is your first? Is it we'll get to, that's what I'm going to finish oh, up on, sorry. Sam. I don't want to sort of be there. Oh, oh, sorry. 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 Mm -hmm. No, 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 Sam. Look, oh, I don't want to let it out of the hat too early. You've got to let me building up the suspense, building up the suspense <laughs> before you can go. But obviously, we have to touch on the one we always like to talk about, Formula One. Mm -hmm. um, I think the big talk is at this point in time, uh, where's Vettel going to go? Is he going to go to Aston Martin? Is that where he's going to go? And, and that's really the talk of, uh, at this point in time before we go to the next Grand Prix this weekend. Um, I think that we're coming through to a series where Lewis is probably going to dominate again over the next couple of races. I definitely can't see him if we pull up the schedule. Um, I definitely can't see him like going through here and not winning at Great Britain. I mean, this is his home track. Mm -hmm. He wants to celebrate with the win here. So I think that there's the two rounds up uh, in Silverstone. I could, I, I can't see Lewis not winning here at Silverstone back to back. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, it's, unless something happens to his car or something yeah i, I mean see. i think he's won like seven or eight times now and people yeah. are going to correct me obviously in the comments but i really think that i mean silverstone is his track yeah um he wants to win in front of his fans and so you know it's just going to be that's that's the that's the way we're going to see it are they to, uh are they having fans at the uh, racetracks um, they're not right they're it's just uh no empty and seats I, right yeah, and Hamilton, yeah. I think, uh, has made a request for, for fans definitely not to travel to Silverstone. He knows, obviously, that there's, people, that there's talk of people wanting to go and try and, and just be around there. But he said, no, no, please, for the safety of everyone, yeah, just yeah. watch at home, which obviously makes sense um, with this whole COVID situation we've got going on in the world and mm -hmm. the millions of people it's impacting. We really want to try and do our best to stay on top and try and do our, uh, to reduce those numbers as best we can. But... Yeah. With that being the case, I want to talk about my favorite sport in oh, the world. I thought we were. No, no. This is Speedway Grand Prix. So this is what I'm going to have you guys watch uh, when we get to see those races, which are happening in Poland mm -hmm. uh, and the Czech Republic at the end of this year. So Speedway is definitely, it is my most favorite motorsport. Um, I know Sam with his face that he's pulling right now and giving the game away. I mean, if he didn't have his, if he had his Steven Seagal sunglasses on. They're Poland. <laughs> so Poland actually has the the most the largest uh, speedway league on the regular, which is where all the top riders go, and they've been competing there. I think for the last three weeks now, they've opened it back up. Okay. The season was actually basically cancelled, and then they've been able to work this back into it. So it's just great to see that we're going to have a season. Um, Ty Wolferden, who's the and the rider in the uh, black leathers there but they're not really mm -hmm. leathers anymore the base out of kevlar is my favorite rider from england and then jets jason crump there being on the one oh no, you're an actual fan no a huge fan this is it i mean i watch this on the youtubes 
Um, it is the most exciting, and I will bully you guys into watching it and make you watch <laughs> it and be talking about this on the regular because this is so exciting. It is a race that lasts about a minute. Uh, you've got 20 heats in a night and so much excitement. It's great. It's, it's unbelievable. It is, uh, I, it is if you say thing. so, James, I'm going to check it out for sure. So this is where, I mean, so the brief one for people who don't know anything about Speedway, um, the, first of all, count me in. <laughs> yep, that's all right. Yeah. Uh, the bikes have no brakes. The bikes have no brakes. So they accelerate up to 60 miles an hour as quick as a Formula One car. Um, the track, like in two seconds. Yeah, yeah so 1.8 seconds or at 60 miles an hour. Yeah. No brakes. And essentially, it's taking, this is what drifting is. Uh, it's taking flat track, but better. So mm. it's drifting on the uh, on a shale bank track. Uh, it's fantastic. It's the best sport out there in the world. It's so great. I can't speak highly. Oh, I can't wait to see how they stop. Well, you'll see that. Um, obviously, I'm I'm a little biased because obviously I talk about it highly. Had I had my idol Greg Hancock, who's now retired, on the No Breaking podcast, and people can check that out. He is was my favorite rider. I grew up watching him, and he retired last year. Um, his son now is going to be hopefully going over to Europe sometime soon and competing. But it is it is the best sport in the world. Do you have like a down. financial share in this? Uh... No, no. I wish I did. I wish. I, in fact, I honestly. Sam, I wish more people watched Speedway to make it more uh, to get its word out there. Oh, it's the most... I am going to watch it. And if I like it, I'm going to tell my friends about it so we can line your pockets, James. I mean, uh, uh, if only, if only. You've got I can a stake in this. But uh, so there, so that's basically my roundup for the week in regards awesome. to, to motorsports. Awesome. Actually, great job. No, we'll try and, try and keep it succinct because I didn't have a car this week. So we'll try and hit on all the key points. Well, I think we got, we went through a lot. We're uh, almost at two hours. So uh, thank you for all you guys watching us on uh, Facebook. Uh, I don't know how many of you went through whole, the whole distance, but if any of you did, Thanks, much appreciated. Guys. Much Thanks, guys. Thank you. Anyways, we'll be back in a couple weeks. Shout out uh, to all our friends here that left some comments. Thank you. Yeah, uh, and we'll be back in a couple weeks, God willing, and um, we will have another guest. And until then, I hope everyone stays safe. James, any uh, parting remarks? No, but uh, I think coming in September, the podcast, the No Breaking podcast, will be coming back up. I think awesome. we're going to keep it similar to this, where it's going to be um, uh, sort of uh, what you call it, so a dial-in podcast. So mm -hmm. the quality might not be as great as some of the previous episodes, but I think that I've had a demand and had lots and lots of requests from people to get the show back up and running. Uh, and with us no end in sight under this COVID, I think it's time I have to sort of bite the bullet and, uh, and get back into it. Oh, I'm sure you would. If anyone could pull it off, you can, James. It'll be it'll be wonderful. No, I appreciate that, Sam. Thank you. So yes, they look for that starting in September. Is the hope? All right, that's great. Good Carl? news. Great news. Oh, yeah. Just ch check out GT Channel again. We're gtchannel.com, uh, renewed site, uh, and uh, check out our new video on Kazama. It's a really good one. And Sounds thanks good. to everybody for watching. Please all right, like Jay. Pops to all you guys. See you in a couple of weeks. Bye. See you next time, guys. Bye bye. Bye. bye.